grown men who care way more than they should. Glenn Clark. Glenn, no way. I'm sorry, Aaron. Did Alicia Fox call you the man beast? AJ Francis. And of course, everyone boos Roman Reigns, even though he puts on the best match of the night. Aaron Oster. Guys, look, there's that one time. You know, <laughs> oh, jeez. Aaron. <sighs> You're the worst. You are the worst. This is Jobbing Out. What's up? What's up? What's up? What? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome in episode number one half. Jobbing out because one half of us are here. Um, after no show last week. Um, if if the sense you're getting as a listener is that we're hanging on by a thread. Ding 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 ding! You are a winner. We are hanging on by a thread. We're trying to continue doing the show for the people that enjoy the show. We want to keep doing it. Um, it's just it's very difficult. Uh, we could start like a Patreon. Maybe if you guys wanted to pay us, we might be able to do something. But we've been trying to avoid that because, well, frankly, we don't want to get our feelings hurt. Like I'll just be honest <laughs> with you. We don't want to get our feelings hurt. When we find out nobody's really willing to pay for the content that we do. So we just try to do it and work it around schedules. Unfortunately, schedules continue to get more and more difficult because, uh, look, the truth is that we knew AJ was going to be tough this week. He's literally at the gathering of the Juggalos, which here's here's my question about that. Like 10 years ago, if if we said one of the you know, one of your friends, someone you knew was going to the gathering of Juggalos, we would look at it like, what the hell? That's ridiculous. Uh, You say that somehow I feel like it's been. Like from the mainstream, it's become more culturally acceptable. Well, I think there's two. I think there's two elements of it. The first, and by the way, uh, this is jobbing out. I'm Glenn Clark. He's Aaron Oster. Nobody else is here right now. Brandon's gonna check in later. Aaron's gotta go. I mean, it, this is gonna be a, a magical hodgepodge of a show. Um, the deal is, it's not. Ju- I think what's happened is there's the the gawking started it right. Like the people that were like, mm-hmm. I would go look at this to gawk. I would go right. look at this to say this is a bizarre phenomenon. I'll go yeah, look there, at there it. There were all sorts of articles that would come out around right. that time. What yes. they've done is they've made it so now you look at the lineup and you're like, okay, I don't really want to be at the gathering of the Juggalos, but if you told me I could go somewhere and see Bone Thugs and Harmony and Morris Day in the time, I, I would go to that show every day of the week. So it's sort of a weird place where, like, the Gathering of Juggalos is still, like, it's somewhat of a gawking thing. It's still, but it's also, like, a really legitimate lineup that they're putting on, even if you don't give a rat's ass about ICP or the Juggalo culture. Um, It's not even that I hate it or, like, laugh at it. I just don't care about it. It's not my thing. Um, I I don't know, man. I, like, I I wouldn't be able to take the week off and go. But, like, if the Gathering of the Juggalos was happening in Baltimore and you said, hey, look, tonight you can get in for a couple of bucks and go see Morris Day and Bone Thugs, I'd be like, hell yeah, I'm going to that. <laughs> like, absolutely that's the case. So it's just a weird thing. Yeah. Um, that's where AJ is as part of the tour that he's on right now. So I don't know that AJ is going to be checking in for a segment. Uh, Austin Gunn's going to join us later on in the show. 
Um, he is, of course, the son of Billy Gunn. You've been seeing him. He did uh, Double or Nothing, right? Did he do? Wait, he did all. We know he did all in. He did all. He did all in. I don't right. think he was part of Double or Nothing. Okay, but he's been uh, making the rounds. He's gonna be part of the uh, Ring of Honor Prospect Tournament, and his match in the Ring of Honor Prospect Tournament is happening at MCW locally cool. so um that's a lot of, of ncw guys involved in that as well yeah like ken, ken dixon, dixon involved dante caballero I yeah think joe, joe keys. keys yep absolutely so um a couple of matches in the prospect tournament are happening at mcw so we'll talk to austin gunn about all that a little bit later on in the program um i don't really even know where to start because again we didn't get to do a show last week I, there's there's so much that I feel like I want to talk about because it turns out I because I was the the reason why I didn't get to a show is because apparently nobody has access to a studio but me any longer so if I'm not here nobody can do a show um, I ended up getting back from the beach and watching all of this week's Raw and SmackDown uh, or the last two weeks Raw and SmackDown in the course of two days so I binged ten hours worth of professional wrestling strong over two days and I don't know like it all runs together for me Aaron so well, and nicely and and part of it is we can't do the raw and smackdown thing anymore because raw is smackdown and smackdown right, that is, is raw that they're, is they're all merging together so let's just kind of pull out anything that comes up to okay. us and we'll just kind so of the first go thing, from there. The first thing that I really wanted to talk about that we should have talked about last week but didn't get the opportunity to is the decision they made to have Stone Cold Steve Austin <laughs> be the centerpiece of the Raw reunion and yet to in no ways have it involve Kevin Owens. Yeah. I'm not – I want to make this very clear. There's things that they do that are asinine. Like I will be on my deathbed and will say that what they did in building up Shane McMahon to beat Unbeatable and then have him lose to the effing Undertaker is going to be stupid, stupid, insane, awful booking forever. I think there will just never be a day where there will be any argument that you can possibly make that will explain that, will make it acceptable, anything along those lines. This one, I'm not sure how I feel about. Like, when, when Raw ended, I kept saying to myself, okay, Kevin Owens comes out now, or... Somehow this involves Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon. Like, the, it's coming, right? And then it didn't. And I, I, at the end, after it didn't, I was like, really? They didn't? And then I said, is that maybe the right way to do this? Because you don't want to just portray Kevin Owens is Stone Cold Steve Austin. You don't want to make it so direct. Does that take away from Kevin Owens? If you're literally just trying to say, well, he's the new Stone Cold, and we're forcing that upon him, um, you know, there can be nothing else that he can be. I, I ended up actually coming away confused as to whether or not I thought it was a good thing. So here's my thoughts on it. I, I'm with you. I, I fully expected it. The and when you think about the way that now you could say that they should have re, kind of redone the entire last segment, but once you did it, where it was going to be all the legends on the stage, Stone Cold there. It, it would have felt a little corny to, to pigeonhole Kevin Owens into there. Like, and that's what we don't want. We want this to feel somewhat natural. We, we want it to feel cool. We want it to right. feel unexpected. And if you're putting Kevin Owens, even if it's to, like, even if you had Shane come out, you know, and somehow run down and say, he's the best in the world, he's better than the legends, and then you had Kevin Owens come out, and then you had him, you know, toast with Stone Cold or whatever, there's an element of corniness to that 
Um, yeah, maybe, maybe, right? I mean, like, I think you could have done it in a more organic way. Of course, um, yes. And that's what I'm struggling with. I'm struggling with, you're do- basically, what you ended up getting out of this was mostly nothing, although we'll get to Shawn Michaels here in a second in particular. Mostly out of that night, you end up coming away with just a nice night. Just uh, hey, it's yes. fun. I'm sure the ratings were up for the week, and they were. <laughs> there were some good social media content that came out of it, but nothing, very little that projected storyline wise. Right? There was very Correct. little that came out of that that ends up being beneficial to you once all of those legends go away. It would seem as though some sort of interaction between Stone Cold and Kevin Owens probably would have been beneficial considering you're literally having the man use the stunner five times a week. <laughs> like, Correct. Th- it's so obvious and in your face that even if it wasn't, you know, like, even if it was like a weird sort of grin or like a moment. They pass each other in the hallway. Something <laughs> where you got a little bit of a rub between Stone Cold and Kevin Owens, or even if it was, you know, like something that, you know, Stone Cold came out to help Kevin Owens, but then ended up stunning Kevin Owens, right? Like something, I feel like maybe you you would have benefited. It just seems weird that you would have all of these folks there and get so little out of it to push along the content that you were going to have one week later. That there's literally only one area in which it mattered at all that these people were there that you continued with the following week. Like you instead it was just showing yeah. up highlight packages yep. um, of the night for the next three shows because that's all you really got out of it. Yeah. But th- this was the problem we had with Raw twenty five. It's the you know, the exact same thing was that they you know, they just wanted to build the show for the sake of the show and they decided, you know, that's what they were gonna do. They weren't going to care about it. So it's less like yes, it's problematic, but in this case, it was like I kind of expected it. So, you know, annoying, but yeah. You know. I mean, again, and I don't. I'm not saying there's a perfect way to do it, and I'm I'm admitting that I'm not I, that I I think there's something to what you're saying about the potential for it to be corny or the potential that you don't necessarily just want to keep forcing the Stone Cold Kevin Owens thing. It also happens to come at the moment, like. Everything that I said a couple weeks ago about the asinine nature of what you did with the Shane McMahon yes. could not be more true. I mean, like, it, there is so much less Again, juice. I, I, I think you went over the top by saying nope. you couldn't have Drew lose. But, yes, pinning Shane McMahon was very, very dumb. It's, it's the very, whole, very it, dumb. I, I mean, look, I, as I said before, that would be better, but th- the whole thing is insane. Shane, like, not only did you have him yeah. lose, you took away all of his super friends. Like, there's nothing, right. there's nothing there anymore. The the Shane thing is over. There's there's nothing that makes Shane all that interesting at this point. Kevin Owens. <laughs> there was very little before. Well, I mean, there was very little, but at least he had that he won all the time. That at the yes. end of the day, he figured out a way to come out on top. Yes. That's not there. His super friends are now gone. He can't even foil Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens just keeps kicking his ass all the time. That this is not interesting. It's it's not. You've you've absolutely done the thing that I thought you were going to do where, yeah, you're still going to do it, and I guess it's kind of going to be cool, but it's exactly the Kevin Owens-Chris Jericho thing from WrestleMania where you had a way to make it the thing that it should have been, and instead you're just making it another thing. And, right. and that's fine, I guess, but if Kevin as Owens... Lo- and, and look, long term, as long as it gets Shane away, like if this is the end of Shane, good. 
I mean, I think we all agree with that, but you didn't need to drag it out this long. We could have gotten rid well, of Shane yeah. a long we time ago. We could have gotten the end of Shane at WrestleMania. The, the idea was make the moment where Shane goes away the moment where you have somebody experience their star turn, right? What? Like, it, exactly. do, do both things. Shane, we, Lord knows we have not needed any more of Shane on television for some time. But if right. you're going to do it this way and build him up this way and make him this guy, you do it because it's supposed to be someone getting their moment. And yes. Kevin Owens, if he's supposed to be the next Stone Cold Steve Austin, again, I still wouldn't have loved everything you've done, but it would have been way more sensical, everything you decided right. to do, because you were hell-bent on Kevin Owens having his star moment at SummerSlam. Yeah. And now, instead, what you're getting is just another match on the card that nobody really wants all that much. It's just sort of, hey, we like this guy and we don't like this guy, so we know who we're rooting for in the course of the match. But there's no moment. There's nothing to really overcome at this point. It's just right. a bastardized version of what it should have been and continues Correct. to make all of this completely nonsensical. Yes. Okay, good. Well, there we are. No, no, no disagreement there. I mean, the only, you know, worst case scenario, and this is like if he, if, fuck, if Shane wins at SummerSlam, like, I mean, bear, just blow the whole thing up, for Christ's sake. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, what yes. are we even doing? Although somebody would make the argument at this point, like, that's the only interesting thing that could happen. Like and, it, that's, that's, and that's what I was right, thinking like, of when you were going through that. I was like, well, then the interesting thing is that, no, 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 no. Right, but that, I mean, Don't. really, there's something to be said for, like, it's just not going to, you're not getting, you're not going to be fulfilled by the, the right. opposite. Like, it's just, correct. it's just sort of going to be the thing that occurred that we all knew kind of had to occur, and so... Let's get through it. And yes, we like yep. Kevin Owens. We're inclined to like Kevin Owens. We like this character. But Jesus Christ, I mean, at this point, get get him a better heel foil. Yeah, I mean, for fuck's sake, you really, you really fucked this badly. You yep. badly fucked this. If if Kevin Owens is supposed to be a star, and what I worry is that this isn't really supposed to be Kevin Owens' star turn, and that in three months they just might make him a heel again because this really was just sort of something they came up with because they they didn't know what they were doing. Well, after. just like how three months ago we thought, oh man, they're they're actually doing something with Sammy. They might finally be doing something, Sammy. Well, do you remember? Spoiler uh, alert. Well, do you remember? They're not doing anything I, with I, Sammy. I should probably bring this up with uh, other parties on the show. But do you remember uh, there was a female performer that was on the show like a couple months ago that it seemed like they were really in on? I'm not sure if you remember. Um, Lacey, I think was her name. See, you could have you could have said the words Oscar there. You, you could have said well, Lacey. You could have said you could that. Have, but, there are there are a number of female performers you, per, you, you could have used. You particularly force fed one into major yes. high profile situations that she had no right being in whatsoever. And the only thing that you could say is maybe coming out of it, they genuinely believe she's a star of stars. Yes. <laughs> so that's where we are. Um, yes. The Shawn Michaels thing. The story that we painted a couple weeks ago where there would be logic in doing Shawn Michaels' Daniel Bryan, where while nobody really wanted it, if you're going to have Shawn Michaels come out of retirement already, mm. if you're going to do a Legends Night, if you're going to have Daniel Bryan tease this career-altering announcement or something that would be very different than what he's done before, that at the end of the day, this is still something that's sitting out there. This Daniel Bryan, Shawn Michaels thing that never had any like resolution. Right. If you're if if you're laying the trap for all of this, I I don't want it, but at least it makes sense, right? Like at, I, I, I 
guess. It's, again, I'm not I'm not interested in seeing Shawn Michaels wrestle, but you're over the Shawn Michaels doesn't wrestle thing anymore. Like that's that's gone. See, in in, in my mind, I can still kind of pretend that match never happened. You if can't. you do it again, I can't. But you can't. But you like, can't. I mean, like it's out there. It's out there. It it's out there. But I don't know if he ever it, like. It happened. We don't have to go back to that well. And yes, we can do no, it. Again, I'm not saying nobody's saying you had to. But given all of the trappings that had been laid out, given yes. all of the Shawn Michaels isn't retired anymore. You brought him out for a match we didn't yes. want. Well, if you're going to bring him out for a match we don't want, then you might as well do something that. He, w- he did say that because it was going back to what I said, you know, weeks ago. That because it was in Saudi Arabia and it was more of a house show, he was more inclined to do it when he wouldn't be necessarily as willing to do something that was in storyline. Now, that might have just been him justifying it okay. for taking all the money, but that's what he said. Okay, but, so, then, but then what are you doing with Dolph Ziggler? Like, what is now, the point of this? Here's the question. Could this be an anti-Legends thing for him? That you're going back to kind of... Not exactly the 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 uh, Randy Orton Legends Killer thing because obviously very different parts in their career, but could this be kind of because he called out Goldberg on this promo? He mentioned you know how he's the future, the past is the past, and should stay there. Could this be an anti Legends thing for him? Um, uh, fine, I'm I'll pass. <laughs> Like I, 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 again, I'm not saying that's that's what they should be doing. Or fuck, we don't even know if Dolph Ziggler is going to be back full time now. Like we're forgetting that he generally I, I comes back that. for a few months and then goes away for six. I, I so. understand that, but again, why do this much specifically with Sean? Why? Why? What's the? Because he was there. Well, because he was there and he could take the super kick, and it looked really cool for Shawn Michaels to take the super kick. I mean, okay. Like okay, like the, you know, I, I I think it's less. I, I do think it's less about Sean and more about it fit the character. And by the way, I loved his promo on SmackDown. I gotta say, I thought that promo he cut on SmackDown was better than most he's cut since he's come back. Not saying that any of the ones before were bad, but I thought this one was really on point. Uh, okay. I really enjoyed it, I mean, but I, I um, thought it was good. I'm not saying. Yeah. I I think that. I, I think focusing on Shawn Michaels is not the right thing in this situation. Okay. I mean, if this is... So so we're leading to what? We're leading to Dolph versus Miz? Maybe. I mean, that's what that's what it seems like, but maybe there will be... You know, Miz has the relationship with Flair, so you put Flair on the... You, you know, you kind of put a bunch of legends in Miz's corner. And if you want to run through some other legends that they just want to bring out, okay. I mean, uh, all right. I mean, the, 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 the Goldberg mentioned kind of sent shivers down my spine a little bit because yeah. I'm a little worried they might try to go there, but I'm not, call, I'm not, I'm hoping it's not that right now. I mean, none of, none of this is doing much for me right now. Like, well, of course, none of it's doing just because, yeah, I mean, Dolph Ziggler me. is there. He comes out, he says he's the best, he loses. Oddly, like, you know, this is a weird thing too, right? I'm not opposed to the Trish Stratus Charlotte thing. Like, I... The only reason I'm opposed to it is that it's going to be the highest profile women's match. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that part of it. I don't yeah. like that part of it because you're definitely right about that. Like, you should not put that, elevate that above your your title matches. But in general, I'm not opposed to it. No, not and, at all. And I still think that they. I don't think they're doing it because they don't believe that Becky is a star of stars. But Charlotte's Charlotte, and to give her a high profile match. Look, the, the it was. 
Look, the could... choices were put Charlotte in a high-profile match like this or put her in a match with Becky or Bailey, Correct. both of which we've seen a bunch of times. So, you know what? We're going to get those matches later right. on, so and, might as well do this here. And it's in Toronto, and there's, you know, yeah. like, there's logic to it. There's logic to this. Yes, it was gross the way. I mean, like, here's how we're going to set it up. Jerry Lawler is going to come out and ask Chris Stratus if she wants one more match. Like, come, come on. You could have come up like, with something better than we, that. And we, we, like, let's not pretend this is five years ago that we last saw Trish. She wrestled nine right, months right. ago. Well, yes, but that was a, you know, again, it was a unique circumstance with the all women's. Yeah, program. no, I, and I understand that, but it, was, right. it, it felt different. It felt like, oh man, you know, you haven't wrestled in a long time. It's like, you know, you know, yes and no. Right. And also because it was a tag match. Well, I mean, like, yes, it was know, a tag match. Like, did she have a singles match? Like, cause I know that she also appeared on TV a couple times. I don't think so, but they, there might have been one on a random raw. I'm not remembering. I would, I would like to. I mean, th- there is something to be said for the difference in the singles. Man, somebody would bring that up with Shawn Michaels as well. Um, sure. But like, there is something to be said for it being a singles match versus a tag team match. I don't know. That one doesn't bother me. The other stuff, like again, do your legends night and then allow the legends to give some put over the current talent and disappear and yes. disappear and go back to the folks that you have and use them to help that. I don't know why that's hard. It it seems like this shouldn't be all that difficult. Um, all right, uh, uh, head, uh, since you're the one that's got to run, uh, take me through the stuff that you want to comment on, and then we'll save uh, whatever else for when Brandon jumps back in. Yeah, let, let's start with what we saw last. That's the end of SmackDown with yeah. Roman Reigns. Um, weird, like weirdly shot, weirdly done. I think poorly done. It because, was. It, like, d- it did not come was, off the way they wanted it, it to come off. It, it was scaffolding, meaning we could see through it, and we could very clearly see there was no one behind there. So I don't know what we're supposed to be thinking right now. Um, uh, real quick, Trish, really Trish, weird. Trish Stratus has not had uh, a singles match. Okay. Um, yeah, it did not come. I don't know what they thought it was going to look like. Um, I think it would be fine if it was supposed to be Samoa Joe trying to, you know, sure. kill Roman Reigns and he just sort of avoided it. Like, that'd be fine. But they didn't sell it that way. Like They, they saw- didn't sell it that way and that's not what, we, you know, we could see it. That's right. not what happened. Right. Like, it, it, was, it was very strange. It was very yeah. strange how it was executed. Now, I think they're going to tie it up as... Samoa Joe attempted to kill Roman Reigns, and, yes. and like they're just going to try to for, forget that it looked so bad. It, we'll, we'll we'll get the after shots, and we'll never get the actual right. shot again of it's, it being tipped tipped over. It's yes. it's unfortunate. Like it's they definitely pre-recorded that. That's the weird thing, and <laughs> they used that. Like that's the, that's the bizarre part, and I don't know if it's just the difficulty of all the props or the timing at which they did it. Like that they just felt like they had to go with what they had. I. It is bizarre that that was the take they used. <laughs> like, yeah. like that they said, eh, we'll just go with that one. Like, I, I don't know if somebody made that call not really seeing it and like there just wasn't enough time for other people to warn, hey, this did not go off the way that we thought it was going to go off. Or if they were trying to do part of it live to get a crowd reaction. I like, I, very weird, very weird that it ended up looking so bad. It looked really bad. Um, well, and then he was, you know, he just like walked away, and like it seemed like maybe there was some, like his his facial expression was weird. Yes, but like he was fine. Yeah, well, and all the like the I know, the whole thing, the whole thing was very poorly executed. But ultimately, it's getting us a step closer to Roman Reigns, Samoa Joe, and you're trying to do it making. Uh, Is there any way it's not Joe? I assume it's Joe. It the crowd to, was chanting. It has Joe. to be Joe. It ha- has to be Joe. It has to be Joe. 
There's nothing else you can do that would be acceptable here. It has to be Joe. It has to be strong heel. They what they're doing is they need to keep Roman with strong heels. They need right. to keep that for as long as they possibly can because it's clear the crowd is getting back to the point where their intentions are to want to boo him. So they have right. to keep him against as strong of heels who are being as heel being as heelish as possible. It's got to be Joe. It has I agree. To be. I agree with you. I'm just trying to come up if there's even someone else not who would be acceptable that they might go to. Who? I, I don't know, and and I, that's so that's at least you know is comforting me that at least well, okay, we're but the other the, the other part of this is that the card is starting to come together, right? Like yes. you're you're starting so, to know. So who are the like the the alternative yeah. is what Braun? Like that that would be the other one, but that makes no sense in the right, current people like landscape. Braun, Not that that would ever stop them, but it makes no no sense in the current landscape. I mean, look, uh, Braun versus Roman will always feel huge, but it's it's bizarre like we, I, I, part of the yeah. problem is they have a brawn you don't problem. you don't turn brawn for this purpose here right this like, close to SummerSlam. they have a bigger brawn problem that they need to address well and yes. we've been talking about that for months but no this isn't this yeah. isn't time to pull the trigger like lars isn't healthy so it can't be lars i don't think and and nobody would want it <laughs> like nobody well would... yes but at least you know they they could think in their head oh well no one wants lars so they'll cheer for roman All right but that that would be a case of Beach ball time, not necessarily. I mean, this word out here, Roman. This has to be Joe. It yeah, one thousand percent has to be Joe. It's almost a little bit weird because it has to be Joe that they would try to sell any amount of deceptiveness. Like right. th- there can only be one answer here. There cannot be something that you're trying to pull out of your hat and make it work. It right. must be Joe. Period. Yes. Um, and kind of works. The, the weird part being, right, like, you do wonder if things aren't being scrambled a bit. Um, I couldn't... There was a report well, um, I, from Ryan Satin that Vince flew in on Tuesday and basically said, all hands on deck, we're rewriting the script. So, I, this is what I wonder about. And it's weird because, like, they were right back on TV. I wonder if there wasn't a thought to do... Roman and the Usos versus AJ and um, the the OC as they're being referred to now. I wonder if there was. Can we talk? Can, can we before we go on? Can we talk about that? I mean, what do you want to say? Like, well, I mean, it's not it's not the Viking Raiders. It's not it. Like, there's it's, been it's it been makes way me worse. Laugh almost as much. No, just no. Of, just because of the connotation of the OC. It's fine. It's fine. I actually it's not. So- I'm not joining you here. I'm not joining you here. It's fine. I. It's. They needed to we come better up. come out in segment two with uh, Phantom Planet. That's oh, all I, say. I mean, it's fine, fine. Stop. This is fine, <laughs> fine. I mean, I, and actually, by the way, I'm willing to do that because it is a show, TV show theme, and that's what we've been doing. That's um, what I'm saying. Yeah, right. That actually does make sense. Um, it's fine. Honestly, it's fine. I, I could could you come up with something else? I guess, but like, I get what I get. Where they're trying to avoid the I, word. Oh, I get what they're doing. It just don't use the OC and don't uh, say the OC over you, and over again because I laugh every time. But what are they supposed to do? Like, what's the better name? Call if they want to say the original club. Call them the original club. But I think it's very clear the they're trying the to. It's clear they're the they're OC tr- because. That's what I think of when I think of the OC. Okay, but that's I don't think there's a ton of crossover between fans of the OC and fans of professional wrestling. I'm not saying there's much. I don't think it's a ton. I don't think that's a huge crossover area that they're particularly concerned about. I think they're okay in that (laughs) department. 
but I did wonder about that with the timing of everything, with the timing of um, you know, the arrest it, last it's week. It's very possible. With, you might be right With the that. fact that the Ricochet won the match this week, with the fact that the Usos were in a title match they didn't win, that they put the belts. Like, I just, I do wonder if there wasn't a thought to do Roman and the Usos versus the OC, and that got scrambled because of the timing of the arrest. Now, it's... Now, you could have you could have done Roman and the New Day, like, if, if that was the plan, you didn't have to completely redo stuff, but I don't, it's possible. I don't know that they want to do that. Like, I just don't... I, the New Day is the New Day. I don't think you really want to screw with that. I just... I, I well, think, But what are you doing with them for SummerSlam right now? I mean, you can have any title match that you want to have. Like, there's, you can just take a team and give them a title match. That's fine. True. Like, like they're the champions. They're, Fair enough. They're fine. Um, you know, I, I actually would like that less than I would just like any any old tag team against the New Day. Like I would, I be, agree. I would be fine. I, I I don't disagree with you. I'm just you know, if if that was the plan, the six man, you know, was there something else they could do, or did they just you know, like you say, scramble and try to figure it out? Nobody's from there? nobody's complaining about another Ricochet AJ Styles match. Like that's not right. that's not a bad thing by any stretch of the imagination. That's a very good I don't thing. love how they said. I mean, obviously, I love the gauntlet match because you had the gauntlet match with the best wrestlers in the yeah, company. I don't like the face it, being the last guy in and the guy that only well, won one not, match. Not just that, but literally, you know, you had two people drop their titles at WrestleMania, presumably need a rematch at SummerSlam, and in both cases, it was just put them in a multi-man match, have them win it. Like, you did the pretty much the same thing with Seth Rollins. So it just felt weird that you're doing basically the exact same thing, only replace Battle Royal with Gauntlet. Eh, that doesn't bother me that much. I mean, it really doesn't. Like you, the fact that you did it both—that's the only thing. I mean, it's like, like okay, like, you just did. But what are your what? So what do you suggest otherwise? A tournament? Yeah, or you know, I know you said no more rematches. You know, if, if the idea is okay, you have to have a rematch. Just have a rematch. You know, it, I mean, it just felt weird. I'm not opposed to that, but I, it like does that. give you valuable match. I like. I think it's better. Oh, yeah, when like you I have, said, can't really complain about it because it gives you an awesome. But, but even match. in between, what I'm saying is like, I, you need to have matches that mean something. Like the, right. wrestling is better when the matches mean something, and when a part of your show is carved out to a match that means something, that's good for the entire show. Um, and on top of it, you get an awesome match out of it, or you get a yeah. series of awesome matches out of it. The only part I didn't like is having. I don't like in a gauntlet match. The, the face being the one, it's like having a face be number 30 right. in the Royal Rumble, exactly. right? Like, I don't like that. Like, that's supposed to be a heel. And Sammy deserved more than two seconds. Uh, I don't disagree with that. And it's also tough because, you know, the trope in a gauntlet match is to have the guy who comes out first be the one that stays in. It's very difficult to have a good trope that's not guy stays in for the entirety of the gauntlet match, right? Like, it's, right. it's very difficult to come up with something else. All right, anything else that you want to hit on specifically before we have to let you run? Um, nothing overly. I mean, again, I, I kind of like the way that SummerSlam's laying out. Um, I do but, too. Yeah, I, mean, I, I like honestly. I think I do think we should we should harp on. I I absolutely think that they are painting a solid card. Um, and, and they're they're do they're taking some risks here. They're putting Ember Moon in it. They're putting I, you know. I, I think their, that's part um, of the reason why we like it. I mean, like that yeah, we like doing like, something a little bit different. I'm not all that excited for Natty, but like that's not because I don't like Natty. It's just because. You know, it's, and it's in Canada. I have no problem. Right. And that's the thing. Like, even that one that I'm saying I'm not all that excited for, I'm good with. I, I And you know what? The cra- That's going to be something where I'm not good at going in. But when you hear the entrance, if the crowd loses their shit for Natty, like, that's going to be awesome. Now, the question is, will they do it? I don't know. And Oh, that's the other thing. I do want to talk about it. Um, I didn't love the Becky stuff this week. Yeah, I, I got to be honest. Like, I... 
there's a danger there, right? Where yeah, like, 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 she was the heel in those segments. Let's make that very clear. For the clear. most part, yes. For the most part, she like, was. And and honestly, it made me want to see her face fit Finley more than it makes me want to see her face Natty. But that's also because Finley's awesome. But like, they need to be careful with Becky because be, she's lost a lot of steam, and a lot of it is their doing. Because the the partnering with Seth is a bad idea for her character. That was a bad idea at the beginning. I'm glad they're getting away from it now. But now you got to <laughs> figure toe the line between badass and straight up heel. And this week she was straight up heel. Um, yes, but people like her as a badass. I like I, I get. No, I agree. That's what I'm saying. It's a it's a tough line to straddle. But this week they failed in that straddle. Well, and part of the problem is that this, she's working a program with someone who isn't a heel. Like this is e- way easier to do if the person that you're working the program with we just are inclined to not like. Yeah. If this is Alexa Bliss and we're just inclined to not like her. Then it's it's it doesn't have the but same we're, feeling. We're far more inclined to like Becky than Natty, but the way they framed it this week, with, right, you know, attacking from behind right. during a training session, correct, like, correct. And I like again, they can position it as, hey, it's been a setup. You know, we've we've created a scenario by which you've got to watch your back or whatever. But yeah, I I, didn't, I I thought it was there was a fine line, especially knowing that the crowd is inclined in Toronto to want to root for Natty, and. I, I don't think that means they're going to turn on Becky. I just think that means they're going to have a positive reception for, for Natalia. Right. I think that they're going to right. want um, to root for her, and there's going to be an awkward situation. I mean, you put yourself in this position where it's going to be a little bit awkward. That's all. That's all That's yep. that's all it's going to be. All right, anything else from you? Um, no, I think I'm good. All right, get your plugs in. Uh, listen to The Daily Line 3-7 to 7 on NBC Sports Radio and starting next week we're going to be on TV so check out the show next week especially if you are in D.C., Philly, Chicago or the Bay Area. Alright, very good. Um, when we come back in, Brandon's going to join us. I want to talk a little bit more about um, I, I feel like they're they're painting a strong picture like why isn't there an intergender tag division? Um, we're going to talk a little bit more about that. Uh, when uh, we, we come back in, Aaron will tag out and Brandon will tag in. That's next. Uh, I'm Glenn. He's Aaron. This is Jobbing Out. Around here, there are two kinds of chicken. Royal Farms' world-famous chicken and everything else. What's the difference? Royal Farms chicken is always fresh, never frozen. It's hand-dipped in a secret recipe of herbs and spices and cooked on the spot right in the store. Chicken from anywhere else? Who knows? Hungry for some hot and delicious chicken? Get some Royal Farms World Famous Chicken. It's one of a kind. And don't forget the Western fries. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Perfect. (laughs) We've been on the run, driving in the sun, looking out for number one. California, here we come. All right, back in here for segment number two of Jobbing Out. Aaron tags out. Brandon Linton from Ramshead Live tags in, but Aaron wanted that. He, he made a long-distance request that the... Uh, I knew that was the, him. ...the theme song from the OC in honor of the OC, so there you go. All right, um, here's the deal. Brandon, uh, you weren't with us for segment number one, and Lord knows you're unlikely to listen to it, uh, as we all are whenever we don't aren't there for a segment. Um, we just basically did a hodgepodge of topics, and so we're just going to continue doing that this week because we didn't do a show last week, and there's been so much that's happened, so we'll just continue on that. But before we get into that, I want to talk about one thing only because I teased it coming out of segment number one. Um, I had this like weird feeling, and I, I, it's not like they did anything in the last two weeks that was so drastically different than what they've been doing for months, but 
I really did like walk away from this feeling like, why isn't at this point, why do they not just pull the trigger on an intergender tag division? Like what? Yeah. What, what is going on? You or know intergender situations well, I mean, in they general. Do, but they do plenty. They do like plenty of things that involve it. They just, why not have an, like just go ahead and formalize it and make an intergender tag division. Look, like the, the 24 seven stuff, you know, that, that's become intergender is, is weird because it doesn't it didn't need to be this it was already good content they didn't need to go this route there's no problem with it it's continued to be good content it it is theater of the absurd at times where like sometimes nobody's chasing after the the guy that's got the 24 7 belt other times the entire locker room is chasing after the person with 24 7 belt like it's weird when we decide that people want the belt and when people decide they don't it's just like it's it's theater of the absurd but it's okay because the content's good but now they've written themselves into a situation where someone is going to have to defeat a pregnant woman Yeah, but that's fine because they're going to find the clever way to do that and i'm 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 on board with that i'm on board with the like i actually think this is very clever like i think this is a clever turn yeah because like because now they can kind of hit the pause button a little bit well, and, I mean, sort and, of, and do a little bit more character work than just people chasing people around. A little, you know bit, what I mean? a little bit of that, right? I also think that somehow they're going to come up with something that's going to be really funny and really clever in how they figure out a way to do it. And as they've kind of showed over the course of the last week, they don't always have to show you someone getting pinned. I mean, they gave two octogenarians. The yeah, belt. those were good, right? You know what I mean? Like they can they can figure out clever ways of making this work with pre-recorded segments, things along those lines. So that, like, you could ultimately have her get pinned, but yet, you know, like, not really. Um, so, I, you know, I think there's a lot of things you can do with it. I have no problem with it. But more, like, as I just watch this unfold, they, we all we keep talking about this. They do their, their best storylines are when belts are at stake. Like, that's the best work that they do. It's the most meaningful matches. You're doing all of this intergender stuff as it is. Why not make it a division? And if the argument is, well, they've they completely fucked the women's tag team division after introducing it, so clearly they are not ready to do this as well, I'd hear that argument. But yeah. the fact that you could have storylines that are already written, you've got nothing but singles matches right now lined up for SummerSlam. Like, it's nothing but sim- singles matches. Well, there's going to be a women's tag team title match. Are you sure of that? I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. I'd like to hope there will be, but... We've gone quite a few pay-per-views without one. Um, I, I hear you, and, and hopefully that ends up being the case. Uh, but you got nothing but singles matches. Why one of those singles matches couldn't have been creatively written to make it an intergender tag match that would be, you know, interesting and have belts at stake? I don't know. I just the more I watch, the more I feel like that this just should exist, and it's kind of silly that it doesn't. But that that's just me. Um, well, okay, I, I, I do want to give you something while we're talking about intergender and, and women, the women's division, um, I guess a little bit. Um, <laughs> you were right about Lacey Evans because oh, she was on no, main event this week. <laughs> Brandon, Brandon, you have no idea. We already did about five minutes of me handling this particular topic. Oh, this yeah. particular topic was it, it played out like this. I said to Aaron. Hey, Aaron, you remember there was a female performer that they seemed to be interested in a couple weeks ago? Now, what was her name? What was her (laughs) name? Lacey. And then I actually made this sound multiple times. Um. I mean, look, it's. It, it I, seems like she's trying to start something on Twitter with um with someone I can't remember who it was, but 
Oh, with um, Medusa or Alundra Blaze or whatever. Fine. I I don't know if that has any legs to it, but there's something weird going on there. I don't know if it's like real or or kayfabe or whatever. Right. Um, I don't think we're getting a Lacey Evans Alundra Blaze match. I have zero. I have. I mean, like, I have zero interest in seeing that. No, none, zero. I did get a Um, message from somebody this week. Uh, uh, It was about my ageism. Um, oh. hang on a second. I got to pull this up because this was like I you think, don't like old people. Well, I've said before, I just don't have that much interest in watching old people wrestle. Like I just, it just does nothing for me. Like I, we're definitely getting Dolph Ziggler versus Shawn Michaels, right? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. We talked about that too. I don't think so. I think we're getting Dolph Ziggler versus the Miz. I think that's what we're getting, and I think that like Shawn Michaels in his corner, or maybe something. you know, like Aaron suggested, it could be like all the legends hate Dolph Ziggler, and so like he has to be involved. You can't do this much Shawn Michaels shit and then it's, not. It's weird. Have him Again, I, I wish he would have been here for the first segment because Aaron is more and more convinced um, that that like this isn't about Shawn Michaels as much as it's about Dolph Ziggler. I'm like, all right, I don't know. I don't know. It felt like they were laying it on thick to me. It really did feel like they were laying it yeah, on thick to me. I think they are too. Uh, this message came from Chris. He said, Glenn, for somebody who hates watching old people wrestle so much, I don't know why you're so obsessed with R-Truth. Do you forget he's about uh, to be 50? Yes. Um, Chris, R-Truth you're, is not about right. to be 50. <laughs> Chris, you're right. He'll never be 50. Our truth lives has somehow found a space-time continuum in which he is permanently 34 years old. We'll never be a day older. We'll never look a day older. That meme where they had all of the wrestlers age when the, we were all given our information to Russia a couple weeks ago, and they had all of the aged wrestlers, and it just showed our truth 30 years from now looking the exact same way is factual. It's factual. Our truth will forever be 34 years old. That's the way that it works. And by the way, if any of these cats could move like our truth, I'd be fine with it. This dude is a different species. He is not human. He is not. Now, that being said, I also don't know that I would want our truth to be in the main event match of every pay-per-view either. But comparing him any of these guys to our truth is wildly unfair. It's just come on, dude. You watched him on Monday night. He moves like he's 30. He doesn't move like he's a 50-year-old that is trying to put together just enough work to have one, you know, eight-minute match that makes sense. He still moves like a real human being. So I agree. That That's like, yes, R-Truth is 47. It's not uniquely about age. It's age and where they are athletically. And this dude is just not made like other human beings are. He's made like a, a an alien of some sort and uh, an alien that gives us great joy. So God bless it. Um, okay, so what were the biggest things for you? What were the biggest things for you over the last two weeks that you had to talk about that you felt the strongest about? We've probably already discussed all of them, but hell, we're doing a hodgepodge show anyway. Um, a couple things. I mean, one of them is Roman Reigns. Like, I, I don't really know like where they're going. I mean, you guys probably talked about how weird that segment was at the end of SmackDown. Yeah, I mean, it, it, look, it was p- shot particularly poorly, it, You know, as we joked about. like th- That's clearly a pre-recorded segment and the fact that they went with that's the take that they went with. Like the quick, like the quick, like like I like maybe maybe it was lo- like both. Do you know what I mean? Like maybe it was half live, half pre-recorded because the, there's like a shot where they switch to him right. underneath the thing, and it right. looks like like the dummies on Conan O'Brien when they used to like throw them off the roof or whatever. But the problem, like, being, like there's a guy, and then all of a sudden there's like clearly a dummy. Oh, I, which I think is the it's, whole bit, right? You I know, think it's but, totally possible that it was half live, and I referenced that, like it, they were trying to get a crowd reaction as okay, well. Okay, so like, I guess my bigger point is like whatever about that segment, but like what they did on Raw and SmackDown, like it was Roman Reigns feuding with the entire heel 
locker room. Like, <laughs> it feels well, and, like... And that's why, like Aaron pointed out, it's possible they're trying to do something. To me, th- it can only be Samoa Joe. There's just no... Even if it's lame and you didn't need to hide it, you... Well, why there's... are these all these other people involved? Like, it's it's like really bizarre. Like, the, the club just, like, attacks him backstage or whatever and that you know like i guess they're with the usos but it's 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 one of those things it's like super friends again right like we've got all the like cedric alexander is involved <laughs> i mean yeah there's been a little bit of that i did you know one of the theories that i threw out is that there needed to be that unfortunately because of the timing of the rest i think it's possible that maybe there was a plan to do roman and the usos versus the oc and right. because of the timing of the arrest, they decided to, to to scrap that. And like I look at the timing of apparently Vince McMahon flew in on Tuesday. You rewrite some script, you know. Like it's just interesting to me how it all played out this week. That makes me wonder if they didn't scrap something to do something else. But they're and, still involved. What's that? So it's like to, they're still involved. Like to me, if a, if they're really changing the entire storyline or whatever b- based off of that, you wouldn't see them on TV. Like, I, it's real weird that they're still, like, involved well, in think, the angle. But you it know could what I mean? be that the, the punishment is a pay-per-view suspension, right? Like, it could oh, be, you know what I mean? Like, okay. That, that, like, that's a big paycheck. Right. right. Correct. Like, it could be something along those lines. And I'm look, I'm just cl- I'm, I'm throwing shit out there. I have no idea. I'm merely hypothesizing because it did seem like there was sort of a bit of a – it was a bit wonky in trying to get to where you were getting from where it looked like maybe you were going. It did feel like Drew McIntyre is involved and Samoa Joe and the club and, but not AJ. And it's like, well, I mean, like it it was real weird. (laughs) It was like, I was like, what is this? Like, it was fine. Like, I think it's always important. And we've talked about this before off there and, and everything. Like it's always important to start with a baseline of like, I like, the shows like yeah. i think the shows were good yeah i agree um overall they're, they're exciting like there's some like in unpredictable things happening I, I i think if you take raw and smackdown of maybe two months ago and then compare it to now they're not even the same show anymore like I, aside from the fact that you've got a lot of the same right. characters in I there mean, and that's part but, that that is to me creating a problem like it's it's good yes. it's good tv but it's problematic because Big picture-wise, it, it's a little problematic. Well, and it all just kind of runs together. Like, I can't remember what happened on SmackDown. I can't remember what happened on Raw most weeks because, like, it's all running together. I but just, at the same time, if you're getting, like, Shinsuke Nakamura versus right, Ali I'm not, I'm not, and... Right, I'm not complaining um, about that. It's and, more like, at some point, I think you want people to remember that they have to tune in for Raw and they have to tune in for SmackDown. And if your answer is, well, you're going to get good programming on both, so... Are you gonna Are you gonna care why you tuned into Raw or SmackDown? Maybe, maybe, maybe there's something to be said for you. Just think there's gonna be enough good matches that you know I have to tune in for five hours every week, no matter what. But I I do still think you want to try to make each show destination television somehow. Right. I, I and I think the way they're doing it, I think they kind of are. But I think the way they're doing it is they're just saying. Okay, well, you're going to get Kofi Kingston versus AJ Styles. Like, like if you've noticed, they're advertising the card more, which is a very decided change from pr- before when you would tune into Raw. You might know what one match is, but you would have no idea. You know, you can make maybe guess some of the things that would happen based off of the ongoing stuff, but right. like you would have no idea what they're doing. You know what I mean? And this time, it's like, here's the five things that are going to happen 
tonight or whatever. Yeah. Like, watch it. Yeah, that's true. There's, there's. I mean, that's significantly different, right? Yep, yep you're right about that. Um, look, I, uh, I, I still come out of this saying this has to be Joe. Like, this, you just can't. I, I get it. It's all a little convoluted, but it has to be Joe. You can't tease that. Give the crowd something that it would want. Right, something and then they just like, oh, like we're not doing this because I beat the shit out of them. Like right. it was kind of like, like you can't do that. <laughs> you cannot. That's insane. What did they so, advertise it as? Like a meeting of the minds or a something, Samoan, or like a, a Samoan, Samoan summit? Summit? Yeah, right. Like something along those lines. Um, so Samoa Joe threw uh, racks on top of Roman Reigns and disappeared. Right, and so it's a little bit weird that you wouldn't just <laughs> you wouldn't just have Samoa Joe like there. Like that's I get, and that's Aaron's, the part where I feel like it's not Samoa right, Joe. Right, and that's and like, that's Aaron's why would you do well. that? Right, like why if it's just going to be Joe, wouldn't you just have him standing there? But again, weirdly, Roman Reigns ended up being fine, and he could have just gone and attacked Samoa Joe. And that's so. the weirdest thing about the segment. It's like, why didn't they just end it with him laying under the stuff? Like, why did he have to get up and be completely untouched? Or, or why and, not? And the announcers are selling it hard. They're like. Oh my God! That he better go get checked out. Like he looks fine. Right, he's fine. It's very clear he's fine. But that's the thing too. Like if you were going to do it where it was just a near miss, right? Where this is sort of like a wily e. coyote type of situation. Um, like you could do that. You could make it seem as though it, the you, shot was him under. Right. It, the whole it was rig. so. It was so <laughs> poorly executed. I, I look. I'm not. When gonna, he got up, he was like beside it. What's gonna happen next week? Is they're gonna realize how bad it looked? And they're just going to sell the storyline of, you know, presuming it's Samoa Joe. They're going to show the part where he's just, like, beside it. They're not going to show the part gonna, where he— They're going to say yeah. Joe attempted uh, to hurt him very badly and Roman attempted Reigns— Attempted homicide. Right. Roman Reigns was very fortunate to not you know, be hit. They're going to they're gonna get past how awkward the whole thing was, and that will be the part that they talk about moving forward. It's just that why wouldn't they have done that from the get? You know what I mean? Like, they could have just told that story without doing this weird thing where everybody's freaking out like Roman Reigns is dead and he's just sitting there completely fine. Like, it— it, it's the it was poorly executed. The segment was poorly executed, um, poorly edited. The whole thing that it was yeah. bad. But ultimately, what they'll come out of it with is presuming that I cannot fathom they go another route. I just cannot fathom you you put out Joe versus Reigns and then suddenly pull it back for whatever reason. Like that's that's atrocious. Um, there's there's zero logic behind it. It's great. You know what else could happen is they could like all of a sudden, um, all of a sudden they could be like, okay, yeah, we're gonna do that, but we're gonna do it next week, and then it's gonna lead to like whatever yeah, they're awful, doing. Awful, awful. No. Yeah, I, mean, I agree. This is, this is there's one thing that you can do coming out of this. It's Roman versus a strong heel. It's a match that we'd all there's very there's logical reasons why we'd want to see it. Um, You've got Samoa Joe versus a Samoan named Joe. Right, correct. It's a SummerSlam. <laughs> that's a SummerSlam match. It's that's what you do at SummerSlam. You and if he's not going to be in the title picture, I was you know honestly, I was a little bit concerned that this Seth Rollins stuff was to get Roman into the match. But but I don't think they're doing that after seeing SmackDown. But on Raw, yeah, like I was a little bit like I mean they murdered right, Seth right. Rollins. Right, they murdered Seth Rollins so he couldn't compete, and so that's how you get Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. Yeah, that would have made sense. But you're right, based on how Seth was completely and utterly fine. Um, no, he wasn't fine. I mean, you get what I'm saying though. Like you get that 
Now, if he comes out on Raw next week and he's right, fine, then right. it's, yeah, he will be fine. Yeah. I'm sure. I think I still think that's going to be the case. But I mean, if you want to lay lay, lay it out there, that like, but the fact that they're doing the like Seth won't. I mean, maybe that's this is leading to like an unsanctioned match or something because they're like Seth won't let us know. This is the part where it's like, okay, can you really write this in 2019 where Seth tells you he doesn't want you to know his medical condition? Like that. That's starting to like blur the lines of what they really used to do, which is what they're not supposed to do anymore. Yeah, yeah, I don't, but I don't know. It feels a little weird that they're like, yeah, he might have a concussion and, and a broken arm, but he's not going to tell us. But, you know, you know and, that's, and that's how they're going to move forward with it. Like, they, they went out of their way to say that on SmackDown. Like, Seth Rollins does not want us to report his medical condition. Well, okay, but there's also the, like, we want to try to make him edgy, right? Like, Yeah, you're right. That is part of it. The, so they got to beat the living shit out of him and have him come out and be a badass or right, whatever. Right, exactly right. Like, I, you know, I'm not... I don't want to harp on my injuries. I'm effed up, but I'm a competitor. I'm a warrior. I'm going to, you know what I mean? Like that type of thing right. to, to help the, the Seth Rollins edgy factor. So I, I would assume that you go that route. Um, speaking of Seth Rollins, I do want to throw this out there because it's something we didn't talk about in segment number one that I've been thinking about. I feel like I'm starting to turn on the backstage Street Profits segments. Um, they weren't. They didn't have any on Raw, did they? Yeah, or did they, I miss they, it? they had him interacting with Seth Rollins. Oh, I totally missed that one. Yeah, I mean, like, it... I or maybe am, it just feels like I watched so much wrestling oh, that I just can't well, part, remember and it. Part but. of the problem, too, for me is that I actually watched both the last two weeks altogether. Of the yeah, of well, that days. was... Okay, but that was last week, I think. Maybe it was last week. That's fine. Okay, I, I forgot we didn't do a show last week, so that's fine. Okay, maybe, <laughs> Sorry. That, maybe that was last week, then. <laughs> I was going to say, I just watched Raw, and I didn't remember seeing them. But, I'm, yeah, I'm just, they, did, they were definitely at last week's because then they did a segment where they listed off all the legends he was going to party with. Right, and, right. Yeah, yeah. I just feel like they're you're not, not. You're not into them anymore. I I think there's twofold. I I've said before. I think there's a danger in doing too much recapping. I like the fact that we were getting away from the opening segment of the show just being a recap of what's going on. I don't like multiple segments that are just recaps. We're recapping what happened last week. We're recapping what happened earlier in the show. We're recapping. Like, we're doing video packages to recap, then we're having a wrestler come out and recap, and then we're having, like, that's all we've got is recaps. It's just, tune in to watch us recap the last show of recaps. Like it, Yeah, they are recapping the hell out of it's, the show. I don't like that. I like great matches, move forward. I get that there will always be things that you want to replay, or always things be things that you want to repackage, or things along those lines. But I don't like a show of recaps. I understand why you do it because you're assuming that people aren't, not everybody is watching for three hours fair. In the DVR era, I think there's less of that than there was, you know, years ago when if you weren't watching it live, you were probably, probably never watching it at all. Um, you've got to right. Yeah. Now, if you watch it, you're not just turning it on. You're going to watch it from the beginning. Most likely. I'm sure there are plenty of people that still change the channels, but more people that. DVR it and maybe they might switch over to something else but they'll go back and watch the rest of it on DVR um, I just I don't like all of the recapping and the Street Profits aren't doing anything other than recapping they're not moving forward in a storyline that all they're doing is like the cool black guys you know you know recapping something it's like watching a blogger you're, you're watching a YouTube blog of somebody talking about what was happening on the show and at um, first, it, there was enough humor in it that you were like, okay, like, this is funny. Well, the Street Profits are good. Yeah, I mean, like, they're right. but, they're Well, that's what I mean. Like, they were adding enough humor to it that it made it, like, 
more entertainment or, or like like it wasn't like I didn't look at it as a recap. I looked at it as like a comedy segment, even though it was recap. It right. was both. Right. But because the comedy was good, I was fine with it. But now it's not as good. Like they're not as funny. And I don't know if it's just like them wearing out their welcome a little bit, like you were kind of saying. I but don't even know if it's that they're wearing out their welcome as much as the segments just aren't serving a purpose. Like there's well, right, but 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 plus there's like they're not as they're not as snappy and funny. Like it almost now it's like straight up recap, and there's less jokes. You and know it, what I mean? Or at what, least the jokes aren't as good. Or the problem something, is but like the problem is I think that's what they want out of it. I think they want it to yeah. be another recap segment. So, oh, they're like we're gonna trick you into watching a recap segment, right? Basically, like here if the street profits do it, then it looks different. It's not the same as just us showing a package. But th- it's the same thing they do with everybody. It's every time somebody comes out, they don't. It hey guys, how about that show last night, huh? And Boy, oh, like, hey, you... remember when this person did this to right, you? It's just, it's, it's constant. It's of course never... they remember. They're right. out there about to scream about it. Right. Like... Get, get to it. Get to the content. Right. Like this is something we deal with in sports, ra- in sports talk radio, um, where so many people think the first segment of your show is just you plugging what's coming up later on in the show. No, get to the show. Like, right. like take two seconds, and if you got a good guess, tell me about that. But, like, get to the show. Do the show in the first segment of your show, not tell me what's going to come up later on in the show. That's what I thought was a had been changed and that I liked was I hated the first segment of the 8 o'clock hour every night just being member of the McMahon family or top face coming out to recap what's been going on recently, and then we can get to the show in segment number two. I like the idea of start the show with a match, start the show with a something that matters. Instead, yes. they've just basically taken that segment and moved it later and have the street profits do it. I, I don't yeah. I don't want it at all. If you're And it's do- also really weird that you've got these guys that are the NXT tag champions that are wrestlers, um, that everyone wants to see wrestle and you bring them all like you couldn't you just record those i mean i guess you couldn't record the ones where he's they're interacting with people but like there's some segments where they're just sitting there talking and it it just seems like weird to have like they're not even wrestling in the dark match they're not wrestling on main event like they're there to talk backstage and leave right and that's kind of weird too right like right no, but, I mean, it's, but yeah, I'll, I'll just agree no, no, with no. you and say like those are kind of wearing out their welcome with me as it, well. What, and... what I'd say is it's weird because it sh- feels like it should be going somewhere. Like, what are you getting to? And by the way, th- does this th- th- does this even make you feel like they're coming to the the main I, roster? I have no idea what to make of it. That's the point. Like, I don't know yeah. what. It, like at one point, it, like it seems like they're trying to do an angle where. Um, they're involving them in the Mike and Maria Canellis like segment, but that's not really what they're doing. They're just trying to recap the Mike and Maria Canellis stuff. Um, right. Like there's, they're, they're not going anywhere. They're just sort of there, and like you could compare it to the old men in the Muppet Show, right? Like who their job, like the, their their comedic value was to make fun of the show. But yes. This this isn't that either. They're just recapping it. That's it. No, but they could like, fix it if it was that. If they really want to have them, if they want to keep them on the show, yeah, and they want this, that's the better way to go is for them to, and then eventually it leads to someone getting upset and they fight someone. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But um, I don't, I don't so the other thing, I guess, uh, but bigger picture wise, like I think you know how they they like to have these events, like uh, what was the one that had the really long? It was like something and then it had like a 
like an e- like it was like those old emo songs that had like a 19 word title like what was the one of the pay-per-view it was like breaking ground we're like oh yeah i know i know we're gonna fight you or something or whatever the hell it was yeah we made fun of it right so if they were gonna do that for SummerSlam, it should be like SummerSlam. we're not fucking around this time because they are loading this oh the card's great yeah we just we talked about that the card is great it's really coming together very nicely yeah and and it's like to a degree where i didn't even think they were capable of some of the things they're booking like four months ago but we've got AJ Styles, Ricochet, probably The Miz and Ziggler, or was that announced? Um, um, has it? No, I don't think it's been. Announced. I don't know. Trish and Charlotte, which is crazy. Um, it was. I it was stopping. It was stopping grounds. Coming. By the way, stopping grounds. Kicking. Well, where a kick ass, kicking ass and taking names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like SummerSlam. We know we need to pick it up. <laughs> so, no, no, it's, know, a, like... it's a it's a great card. It really is a great card. Um I'm all in as I said before. I'm not even that opposed to the Trish Stratus Charlotte thing. Um it it shouldn't get more attention and more TV time than the women's championship matches, but it probably will. Um, I don't think it will. I, I I don't think it will. I hope you're right, but I'm, you know, I'm perennial. I don't think I don't know if Trish I mean, and this is no disrespect to Trish I don't think she is going to go in there and have a 25, 30 minute match. No, no, I, think I don't this mean, is like I don't mean on the, I mean, in, I mean in the build, in the build, I think oh, there's going to be right. more attention paid to that than will be paid to the women's championship matches. And I don't like that, but I mean, I, I hope I'm wrong. I think Alexa is getting added to the Bailey Ember moon match at this point. Um, that's, they had a Alexa pin Ember Moon, and they made a big deal about her. Yeah, and I'd be fine with that. Honestly, that's, that wouldn't bother me. I think that match needs that. To be honest with you, I mean, it's it's a little bit like, okay, and they this is where AJ really... would attack me. I don't mean it like they can't handle the match. I mean like people would care more if Alexa is in it. Well, they don't they don't have a heel in the match, right? Like that's, that's what I mean. I, 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 they're perfectly capable of having a great match. That, like that's the that's where we get derailed and AJ starts screaming right. at us. So I'm kind yeah. of glad in that respect that he's not here right now because that's not what we mean. Like you and I both know we never mean that. Like. We're talking about what you're presenting as entertainment, not the two workers being great. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, I th- and and then the Becky Natalia thing is just weird. And so, like, the more I think about it, now I think you you might be onto something. Like this this other match probably is going to get <laughs> more build and yeah, attention, unfortunately, because there's more there. You know what I mean? There's more to talk. About. And and that's the thing. It's like that's kind of the problem, right? It's like they booked this card, but then. I can't remember when the last time this happened. It was, I think, it was a men's match, but I can't remember what it was. But basically, the men's there was a non-title men's match that was like way more. There was way more to say about it than whoever they had booked into the title matches. And then you would argue, okay, well then you didn't book the right challengers. But I think it's just like they see it as okay. Well, the belt makes that big, so let's make this big. But then when they do that, they sort of overcompensate and make those matches bigger, or they feel bigger. Um, so I think you might be right. I think that is what's going to happen because when you look at these matches and how they're being built, like the Bailey thing, they basically decided they need to inject Alexa Bliss into this. I mean, I, there's no other reason to do what they did, um, unless they just next week decide, never mind, we're not going to do that, which they do. But um, so, yeah, I think I, was it Brock Lesnar and someone the last time they did this? It sounds right. 
Like it's, but I mean, like, like it, and it was like a real. I mean, it was a real match. It wasn't anything. It wasn't like the well, Undertaker I mean, or something. It was like something we actually cared about. Yeah. Um, and it was. And I don't think it was Survivor Series. There's no title matches at Survivor Series, but it was like some Brock Lesnar versus like. Maybe it was The Undertaker. Wasn't it well, SummerSlam? I mean, Undertaker Roman Reigns wasn't for anything and was treated that way. I mean, like, there, yeah. there was that. I, I don't know. There's been a few of those, but I know exactly what you're talking about, and that's what I. That's certainly what I worried about with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, anything else you needed to get off your chest? Well, I know that you were very excited to see that uh, Shane wasn't on SmackDown this week. Except for the fact that, as we talked about in segment number one, <laughs> everything that I predicted to be true two weeks ago is completely true. Um, the, the the juice, like if this was... But listen, to- listen, listen. Beating Drew McIntyre prepares you to fight Shane. <laughs> That's what they told the, us this week. The juice that could, if you wanted this to be Kevin Owens' moment, it's not going to be. It's just going to be another match that, frankly, we don't really want on the SummerSlam card of matches that we really do want. Now, it should be Kevin Owens going over Shane McMahon, so we'll be okay with that. But, but n- does this does the stipulation make you feel like maybe somehow Shane wins and we get as, him breaking as, into the building and stuff for like four months. As we said in segment one, the only interesting thing you can do at this point is have Shane McMahon win. Like there's right. nothing interesting about, it's formulaic at this point that Kevin Owens has to win because like you've taken away any of the juice. Shane doesn't have any super friends anymore. He's just like, he always gets his ass kicked by Kevin Owens. He always gets embarrassed by Kevin Owens. Like, there's there's no juice here. We're not all sitting here waiting for Kevin Owens to finally give Shane McMahon the comeuppance that we've wanted for him to get for the last few months because he already fucking got that. There's right. nothing here. They have bastardized it. It's exactly what I said it was two weeks ago. It's exactly like the Chris Jericho-Kevin Owens thing where they took the thing that, that they did all the work for, that made all the sense in the world, and they said, eh, we'll still do it, but we won't really give a shit about it by the time we get to the pay-per-view that matters. Um, it's it's gonna happen. Kevin Owens, Shane McMahon will occur. You assume that Kevin Owens will win the match, and that'll be good because it's Kevin Owens. But like, it's not interesting. It's not compelling. All of the the juice, all of the 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 fire behind it is gone because this thing that you built up for months and months and months and months, you just decided to piss away, and now nobody gives a shit anybody anymore. So, right. Uh, okay. What it is like? Is there any chance this match is a stunner pin? Five seconds. I guess. I mean, like it's it's possible. You got at, a lot of fucking. This, you got a lot point, of matches. Like, you got a lot of matches on the card already. So you know. Well, and, and there's more coming. Because yep. if we know anything about SummerSlam, it's six hours long, and everyone's on it. And um, well, okay. What what have you guys talked about? Um, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura at all? Not really. I mean, not not to any extent I mean, so i guess this is more of a big picture thing too and it's not just about him but like clearly in this shift like you know i was talking to you about earlier that the shows are like it's the completely different show at this point and, and a lot of people are going to argue it's not and, and that's fine but like i think if you're really paying attention to these shows they are completely different now um and and in one of the way somebody sat in a room and said okay here are the people that we see as the that should be the show essentially we want shinsuke nakamura we want dolph ziggler we want aj styles these are all people that were sort of muted or like 
and like either not on TV or like in very like even AJ Styles was sort of muted for a little bit, you know. Um, I mean, would you agree with that? Yeah, sure. I don't disagree. Um, so they've they've clearly made and and like all of a sudden Randy Orton's on TV all the time, who wasn't for a while too. So I feel like somebody sat there and was like, and I don't know if this has anything to do with Fox or whatever either. And we're hearing that some of it does. Um, you know, whatever's going on with Daniel Bryan supposedly is a direct a direct line to this Fox stuff, if you believe the rumors and, and uh, dirt sheets. So, so like, they, we're, th- that's part of the weirdness of the show, I feel like, is you've got all these people that we, I think we all agree, are probably their best performers, for the most part, that weren't doing anything. And then someone was like, okay, all these guys need to be featured now. And they just got injected into all these other storylines or they quickly ended some other storylines or shifted them into them. And that's part of the weirdness of the show as well. And But I, but I see it as a good thing. Like maybe we're in this weird transition period where they kind of need to like shake everything out a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I mean, they're clearly making a very concerted effort to have Dolph Ziggler on TV a lot. Yeah. And that he wasn't even there. Right. You're right. For what, three months? No, I, I understand everything you're saying. Um nakamura i mean how, how many times did we ask where he was and what he's doing like I, I have to feel like maybe is is rusev coming back at some point like like i don't know is he nice. injured i don't even know what's going on with him like yeah, i know well that's why we joke that all these guys were dead um right, I, mean, right. I, I don't know i don't know but i i like it i do like it it's like what if what, what if roman reigns uh the person throwing shit on him is rusev like <laughs> like, please don't do that. Yeah, I, don't, like, <laughs> I don't want it, but I, you know, I would be nice I to just, have. I have a hard back. time believe. I mean, I don't have to go back to it. I just have a hard time believing that Samojo. But like, whatever. We'll see. He'll be on SummerSlam. I'm sure there'll be a women's tag match. Uh, it looks like there's no other tag matches announced, so the club will fight someone. Um, who even is the other tag champions? They, oh, is it New Day? Uh, yes, the New Day, are the other tag champs. So the New Day and the club are both champions. Yes. Hmm. I, I don't want that either. I mean, I don't, Not I don't, yet, but know. I think you could do that at Survivor Series if they yeah, all keep I mean, the sure, titles. Absolutely, I think that you and, and do all of them. Like if you're all, if you're already not going to have a title match, like why not have you know AJ and uh, well, I guess it doesn't fit because they do Intercontinental versus United yes, States, but right. whatever. Um, what else should we talk about? I think we're good. I think we're good. We're going to get to Austin Gunn here in a minute. Um, I think we've covered everything. And we double covered talk, most of it. I guess we kind of talked 24-7 title. Yeah, but um, Yeah, we talked about it. I, you yeah. know, the one thing that we should talk about, because um, I don't know what we're going to do third segment-wise. We might not do a full third segment. Um, AEW uh, announces Wednesday nights will be the TV night. And the first show is in D.C. at Capital One Arena, which is kind of crazy. Um Tickets go on sale. Uh, we're taping on Wednesday, so this should come out on Thursday. Um, tickets go on sale on Friday of this week. It will be very interesting to see how that plays out. Um, I am surprised they are swinging for the fences this much. Maybe this is a, hey, this is our last chance to do something for the first time, so let's try to you know, put a huge crowd in a big arena and see if that works. Um, if this is a precursor to them believing that they can do arena shows every week i mean if they can do it god bless them it just i have not felt like that was realistic um at this point uh we will see how that plays out i i still would be kind of surprised 
Do you think this is like a taping for like four weeks? That I mean, they're they're saying live, like they're saying mm. it's the, the show is live. I, I, That's a big arena for them. It's a huge I, arena I, for them. I, I think. I wonder if they were going big for the first one, and then after that, it'll be That's more places like, like the my, UMBC right, Event and, Center or something like well, that. And I don't know if it'll be that, but like but my point, like what I'm saying is, this is the only time you. This is the last thing that AEW can do. That it's the first time they're doing it. They've done right. their first paper. Right, right, right. After, done, after, like, let's say they sell this out. Great. Right. After that, well, I, I still can't right. fathom that they would sell it out. I cannot believe that they'll be able to sell twenty thousand tickets. Now, yeah, you know, they've hopefully they do. The only um, thing I'll say is this. It is a first. So firsts are different, right? Like there will be more excitement around it. Um, you know me. I'm I'm I am very skeptical of of AEW. I I do did not enjoy their pay per views the way I enjoyed um, wrestling normally. There's stuff I like about them, but I, I just overall did not really like the production value of their shows. I don't really. There's a lot of problems for me, but I still think like there's enough excitement from from everybody else. I think that um, it's a first when you have a first. The problem for me with this, and like, like if you just told me all that, I'd say I don't know, man. I think they might, you know, maybe they're planning on darkening that top level, and, and that, there's no shame in that. Right, I, I think it's right. so stupid when people criticize anyone for doing that. This is, there's the difference between um, there's a difference between thinking you're going to sell at a building and knowing what you're going to sell. And I think knowing what you're going to sell is smarter. Um, you know, you you know you're going to sell ten thousand tickets, so you you fashion the arena accordingly. It's not a shame thing. It's not like I, we I, thought we we're going to sell I, twenty thousand, but oh shit, now we have to cover up these seats. And that's don't. how fans always take this stuff, and it's not usually the case. I can tell you, as right. someone in the event business, right. I agree that you know that does happen, but like that's not always the case. Like I'll I'll book a band I know is going to do five hundred people, and if it does five hundred people, that means that's a success. Um, someone might go to that show and say, oh, wow, like this place holds 1500 people. You're a failure. And it's, and they just don't know, you know what I mean? Um, so I, I, the wrestling business is the same way. Like they know, um, a lot of times, and of course there's flops and of course there's surprise successes as well. So I, I, just for what it's worth, they have the seats in the upper deck shown as available on the website. Oh, they're on sale now. They're not, they're not on sale till Friday, but they have a seating map up. Right. Um, and they have the seats in the upper deck listed as available. But I can, but I can tell you that sometimes we'll hold all those tickets. Oh, I no, I I totally understand. I and we I can't go through yet and actually see what. And then they're like available if necessary. Right. Right. So there's a plan in place, but they want everything to be full. So they and, and then there's an argument to not do that. Like we've done shows before yeah. with other people in arenas and things. Where they're like, no, we want this price level to be available because we know that a certain fan we're targeting with that price level. So there's a whole variety of things. I'm just making a point of a sold, a, a sold out building is not the only me- measure for success here. And, um, and, and that's the fans always take it that way, taking pictures of the upper seats and things like that. Like it's like a gotcha moment and it's not, I mean, they're idiots. You know what I mean? Um, so I might say all that to say, like they could sell this building out until I saw what they're advertising. Then Cody Rhodes, Sammy Guevara. Yeah. I, that's, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I I mean, I think they should have announced something else. Cody Rhodes versus Sammy Guevara is a great match to advertise much bigger shit. If they think they're going to get 
20,000 people in that building because well, but I, don't, I was again, 100% believing they might do it until I saw that. No, but I again, I think that what they're advertising is it's the first show. I don't think that this is about the card. I think that they're trying to sell it's the show. Um, well, I don't but, think they're trying to sell but, a card. Okay, but to me, that's great. But then if you advertise a match that is not that great, I, I like you're trying to sell tickets here. Like, yes, it's the first show. So don't, if that's what you're going to advertise, don't advertise anything because people are going to assume you're getting Young Bucks versus Cody and Dustin or something. Do you know what I mean? Like, I they're going to assume I, I can't. They're going to assume a better card than what you're giving them, which is fine because again, you're not I don't giving think, them anything, and it's their fault for assuming that. Right? I don't, but they've only announced one match. I don't think people are buying tickets because of the card. I don't think that's the case. You've only announced one match. I don't think you're buying. If you're buying a ticket, I don't think you're buying it because of what. But you But let's the card say this is. becomes regionalized, right? Which it will, uh, like like everything else, because they have to do. You know, essentially, we're assuming we don't know if there's going to if they're going to go. But have they announced if they're going to? I know a lot of people have talked about they like the idea of wrestling having seasons. Have they announced if they're doing that or if they're 52 weeks? They have not announced anything. So either way, we're assuming they're 52 weeks because they're saying they have a live show. But let's say they're not 52 weeks. Let's say they're 26 weeks. Either way, that's a lot of shows. And it's not going to turn – like the, the success of these Chicago shows and the Las Vegas shows are that they're destination events. They're one time only and people were flying to them. Um, from everywhere. Once these shows are advertised, one in D.C., one in Camden, New Jersey, or wherever, one in Chicago, now the fans aren't going to do that. So you have to sustain you that say, kind of I mean, following in the region, and that is way harder. I understand what you're saying, but I, there's a direct comparison to WWE. You know what I mean? Like, WWE yes. does do, they, they don't announce to you. WWE announced that Seth Rollins is fighting for the WWE Championship in Baltimore in September, like with a picture where he's holding the championship. And it might very well be that's the case, but we don't we don't know right. that. Versus, it's just an ad they put out. We have no idea what the card is. They're saying you're going to buy tickets to Raw because you're going to buy tickets to Raw. But they, they always advertise Seth Rollins versus Barry or whatever but, it is. But there's always the, a match. But on the half commercial. the time we don't even get that match. No, no, no. But like, my point is that's my whole point. You either advertise something exciting with wrestling fans understanding the car is subject to change, or don't advertise anything. Don't advertise this bullshit. Like, like it's it's not. If you you're telling me that, see, I was excited to go until I saw what the card was. Now I don't want to go. I don't want to see that. I want to no, see something. I, like, right. I, I would rather not know. And if I got that, then fine. I think that's but if you're telling me up front that it's something that's kind could, of like. That could be you know, just a match that's on the card. Like they're not saying that's the main event of the night. No, no, no. But but it's weird to advertise that if it's not, and it's weird. I I, I, to, think, I think you're reading too much into it. I do. I really genuinely think you're reading. No, no, too no. Much no. Into I'm it. I'm using the knowledge that I've been. I'm using how I've been trained as a wrestling fan to buy tickets to events. But have you ever bought a ticket to Raw or SmackDown based on what the advertised match was? No, but there are people that do, and that's why they do it, or they wouldn't but do I don't it. Think you know these, what I'm saying? Like I don't they, they think do the, that for a reason. The people that they, you're they talking about—they don't just about, do it for the fun of it. Like, I think at the moment, those people aren't inclined to be AEW fans. That—that's not the—they don't have that, you know, casual fan audience right now. They have. But if hard, that's the case, then why did they advertise all of those insane matches for the other shows? Because the other and shows I know they have were, already sold the tickets, but because they wanted people to watch it, right? Because the other shows were pay per view shows. This is a right. TV show now. Like this right. is they are inclined to do this like Raw or SmackDown. 
That's what they. But, but look what Raw and SmackDown do. I understand that, but Raw and SmackDown have an audience in which you can just say, "Hey, you're going to get some stupid Brock Lesnar, Seth Rollins match that most of us don't even stay to watch anyway." Like this is. They it, would if that was the. I mean, that's the 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 problem is they Brock they end Lesnar, up it fine. ends up just being some schmoz. Well, but even, they don't typically even advertise. They advertise Seth Rollins versus here Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns. Nobody's staying to watch that. Because yes, they are. You are. You watch every time. I am not the only person that's leaving. The no, overwhelming but, no, majority see, of the and this is the argument I always have when people talk about um, co-headline shows. And so, so in my world, like we do a lot of co-headline shows, and there's all this always this argument of who's who sold all the tickets, right? Like, did this band sell the tickets or this because they're billed equally? And so the argument that people always say is, oh, well, half the crowd left after so and so played. Okay, but half the crowd stayed too. And so that isn't... But those people didn't come for that match. They didn't come for the dark match. They came to see the TV show. The people that are going okay. to Raw or SmackDown are coming to watch the TV show. It's why WWE sometimes just doesn't bother even to do a dark match well, afterwards. Well, right, but, the but they trained us show. to trust them to put those people in good matches, right? If you tell me... Okay, like, like let, let, let me just say this. If you, if you tell me... Eight, these eight guys are going to be there. To me, that is more exciting than saying, okay, Seth Rollins is going to fight um, Luke Gallows or something. Because that's what this match is that they announced. Okay, but they, that's how excited you, I am for that. But you know who all the AEW stars are. All the AEW stars are going to be there. Like they, they don't have to advertise that. It's not but like it's perception. Ever- it's, it's, it's a perception thing. Like If you say the people are going to be there, I perceive the show to be better than if you tell me it's a shitty match. Okay. Like, I, I mean, I think there's twofold. I, I don't think this match is nearly as shitty as you're making it out to be. But I'm doing that in the context of it's a TV match. Like, I know I'm not right. getting Kenny Omega versus, you know, Chris Jericho on the first TV episode. I'm not saying they won't do something that's big. And my gut is they will do something, a big match. But they don't want to advertise that now because they still have a pay-per-view in between now and then. So they can't say ah. who the champion is going to be. So they can't say what the match is going to be. So they're left but in this spot. But you just say who the champion is now and change it like WWE does. Right, but then what's the point of doing it? Like, again, because you're... It goes, it, it goes back you're to the same thing. too far in the wrestling bubble. But they don't have like, a cha- First of all, they can't do that. They don't have a champion. There is no champion today. They can't say that your oh, champion well, is going to be there. The only thing they can do is announce a match that has no implication for any championship or anything they're doing going into their next pay-per-view. Or After- not announce any matches, which is what they should have done. And you could say that. I don't think it hurts them that they announced a match that involves one major star and somebody that other pro wrestling fans are really into. I, I, I think the notion... I think if you need 20,000 people, if they do, and I don't know if they do, but if, if I assume they want their first, first show to be a sellout. If you want 20,000 people to go to your show, I think it's difficult for that to be your kickoff at, at your on sale. I, but I, think, I think you are better off saying nothing. I, and that's just as a person I, I, in the I, event I, business. I, I understand what you're saying. I'm as a wrestling fan, as someone, I, it has zero. I, like I'm going to buy a ticket to that show or not, based on the fact that it's the first AEW TV show. That's the only thing that's going to impact whether or not I buy a ticket to that show. Right, and, and, I, and those people you don't need to do anything. But I don't, you don't need to advertise. To those I don't people. know. Like, I don't know what they could do or who. There's just nothing there that could get someone. 
that isn't inclined to buy a ticket for the first AEW show to suddenly say, well, now I'm going to buy a ticket. Now that you told me this well, person— you No, know, there has to be because the, if, if there isn't that, then what's the point of signing Chris Jericho? What's the point of signing um, any people that people but know we, who they are? But again— The whole point of it is to draw people to buy a ticket. Right, but you so, know they're going to be there. Like I, I know Chris Jericho is going to be there. I know Kenny Omega is going to be there. I know the Bucks are going to be there. I know all of those things. I know that going into it because they're on the AEW roster. I don't need to know today who they're going to face if they're going to have a match on that card because I understand what I'm purchasing. Are you you telling me as a wrestling fan you've been trained to trust that every guy you know is on the roster is going to be at a show? Um, not, not by WWE, but for, but that's, oh, that's the only thing we have to go off. But of, okay. But I also, the first, um, I would, this would make the comparison. How many to, people do you think that are not choosing, hardcore? I pay attention to everything. Fans are sort of skeptical that those people are going to be at the show for AEW. None, zero. The, 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 again, oh. you're, you're eliminating the, There's a group of people that have no idea what AEW is. You can't get them. They're, they're out. They're just out. Well, so, but I don't think that I don't think that they think that though. I think they want those people to come. I think, and I think they want to grow their audience. And I think well, I don't disagree if, that with that. But what I'm saying if is that's I, your goal. Once, I don't think you advertise what you just advertised. But I don't think again. Let me go back to this. There's <laughs> the, the slim group that we're talking about of people that are aware of AEW, but somehow think that maybe one of the AEW stars they like isn't going to be there. I I, I don't know who could possibly be in that group. I'm talking about the people that. That are like, oh look, wrestling's coming. Who are who's going to be there? Oh, okay, Chris Jericho. Oh, what's this AEW thing? Th- that is a real thing that's going to happen. Because if it isn't, well, they're I, fucked. Sure, you know what I mean? Sure, like, I think there's. I absolutely think there's an element to that, and they absolutely will continue to advertise that what AEW is. They have to continue to advertise what AEW is. They have to do media in the market. They have to do all sorts of shit, right? Like there's a million things they need to do in order to be make people aware of AEW. But none of that is hurt by announcing one match. I think like, I think what's happening here is they're testing. They're, they're like, okay, what happens if we just go on sale? Let's sell them something. Let's see what, what where we are at. And then we have a couple other announcements that will help. Because, like, you know, essentially, you would put together a marketing plan. And you'd say, okay, on, you know, August 12th, then we'll announce this, right? So I think that maybe they don't. If they have some big thing, they want to save that for if they need a surge, if they need if they need to. Like like you said, you don't you don't think these things matter. Um, what the, the what matches they advertise? Who's going to come? But it does if you come up. To, like let's say your goal is to sell, and I'm not even going to say twenty thousand. Let's say your goal is to sell fifteen thousand tickets or ten thousand tickets, right? And you sell two thousand tickets. I don't think that's going to happen, but let's say that that happens. Then you have something that you say that's going to turn heads and 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 help you there. So I think maybe they want to see if they can what they can get without dropping those. But there has to be something. You can't do a first show. You can't advertise gonna, after their pay per view. They're going to announce a match. Right, right, right. Or two, no, that's what I'm saying. So I think like, maybe again, that's what, not, the, what the deal. They is. also I, have to put the following week on sale. Like th- this is the other thing they have to do. They have to get to a place where they can put multiple weeks of shows on sale. They have to eventually get there, but right now they're not. So now they, they if this thing does. 5,000 people at the on sale, it's going to make big news. Do you know what I mean? Everyone's going to be talking about how, and it's not fair. I'm not saying it's fair. I'm not saying 
It should be that way. It's going to happen because they had two shows that blew out. And so when you blow out two shows and then you come out to 5,000 people, if they do, I don't think they will, but if they do, Meltzer's going to be all over it. They're going to be talking about how they're already in decline and blah, blah, blah. And it's all bullshit. But they don't want that. You don't want that to happen. So I think why wouldn't you put your best foot forward to advertise this thing instead of putting Cody Rhodes versus like like I said, I, I think, I'm not I think an indie fan. But, but I don't I, know who the fuck that guy but that's is. That's the thing. I like, think you're freaking out about it. I, I just I'm not freaking out. I'm just pointing out something. Right. I'm I, just saying like I, I'm just saying I think that a first show should be a little bit more. And 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 in my head, I'm like, okay, well then that's their marketing plan. Their marketing plan is let's see what happens with this. And then we'll we have two bombs ready. Yeah, I, well, and we're I mean, gonna drop this bomb. We're gonna drop that bomb. I think and there's definitely going everything. to be other match announcements that happen after their pay per view. Like I think they're absolutely holding on to that to announce yes. other things because there's literally no event that they have between their pay per view and the first TV show. When's the when's the pay per view? It's the Labor Day weekend. They so have, they have an entire lab, month. so the end of the pay per view they set up something that causes. Everyone to run to the ticket or, counter. Or I bet on you. Monday, or on Tuesday morning, because they wouldn't do it on Labor Day. On Tuesday morning of that week, they say, based on this thing that occurred, we're announcing right. this match. Like, and, and they'll do something that'll that'll telegraph it to you, right? right? Like, so they'll be like, "Oh my God! Like this guy's gonna fight this!" Like, just because you're a wrestling fan, you know it's gonna happen. So they won't even have to, right? Like, I mean, they will, but you know what I mean. Like, at, people will leave the pay per view being like, "I need to go to that show because this is gonna happen." Right. I mean, I think that, I think that there will be that. Like, I think that will come. Um, I I just don't. I, I think that look the 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 nerds were poo pooing Sammy Guevara. Um, I think they're overwhelmed. Like, I I, I think that people just have they've lost their their concept of. They're they're marketing a TV show. They're marketing this is the first time we're ever doing a TV show. They happen to throw in a match announcement. That's it. It's just a match announcement. That's all. Right. I, I don't I, and I don't have any disrespect for that guy. I don't know who he is, and I don't mean that in a negative way. I just don't have enough time to pay attention to every wrestler on the planet. And like, I'm sure he's fine. You know what I mean? It's just not a headline name, and right. that's all I'm saying. Right. You know. But it, I, if I think if this was a pay per view, they wouldn't have done it this way. Although of even when pay per views get announced, they don't always announce the matches right away either um right. like this is just one throw in i'm only saying it because it's a first show you know i i think if this was if we were months into them having shows on whatever do whatever you want you know i think right. i just think it's a weird first impression to make um my, this is my I'm, i let the segment way go way too long we gotta we yes. gotta get a break Let's, um we're done. uh quickly i don't think we're gonna do a third segment so get your plugs in okay so uh Rams Live, follow us at ramsalive.com and at, Ram, oh, sorry, at, at, you know what I'm saying. You good? You good? At Rams Live on Twitter, all that stuff. Um, we just announced a bunch of stuff that wrestling fans won't like, so, no, I'm just kidding. Um, all that remains of Lacuna Coil, we just announced that. October 19th, um, Tank of the Bangas. Glenn, do you know who that is? No, I have no idea. You need to figure it out. Okay. And then next week you can tell me how much you love them. Oh, by the uh, way, I'm glad you got to see that artist that I kept telling you about for so long and got to have. Yeah. yeah, that's really. I mean, like, it's weird because it's obviously you told me about her. I would yeah, not have you known were, to you look were, it. You were clearly biting on me, and that's all right. Like, it doesn't bother me. Like, it's fine. <laughs> it's totally fine. I need you to know that we're friends. It's all right. You can do that. But it's it's really neat that 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 artist that I've been talking about for so long and kept bugging you about um, that you but that you finally booked her. You come around it. on and you got to hang out with. Her. I mean, it's yeah. it's really neat that it worked out that way. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) 
Um, also, we just announced um, for country fans that Mitchell Tenpenny, who's a, a great new artist, is coming uh, October 12th. So all that stuff goes on sale this week or is on sale already. And uh, you can get your tickets at RamsAlive.com. More to come. Very good. All right, we'll come back in and talk to Austin Gunn to wrap. I guess I should do my plugs. Again, I don't think we're going to do a full third segment. Um, I'm at Glenn Clark Radio, GlennClarkRadio.com. Don't forget, at AJ Francis 410 uh, to find out what's going on with him. Uh, we'll come back in. We'll chat with Austin Gunn next. I'm Glenn. He's Brandon. This is Jobbing Out. This is Ross Grimsley with a reminder to all my baseball friends out there that I'm now part of the Press Box podcast team. Catch my take on the O's and whatever's going on in this great game of baseball. We'll also touch base with some of my old friends and teammates. Tune in every Tuesday morning or listen anytime at PressBoxOnline.com slash Ross Grimsley Show. Back in here, segment number three of Jobbing Out. AJ is off at the gathering of the Juggalos. Hopefully he is still alive at this point but glenn clark with you uh joining us now we, we actually have had you know a few of these like uh situations where we've had guests where we've had both a parent and a child as guests on the show over the years uh just a couple months back we of course had the hall of famer mr billy gunn on the show while he was down kicking aj's ass in orlando joining us now uh his son and a man that you've been seeing uh he's been up to mcw before he's coming back to mcw He's part of the uh, Ring of Honor Prospect Tournament. You saw him uh, last fall at All In. It's a pleasure to welcome in Mr. Austin Gunn to Jobbing Out. Austin, it's Glenn. It's great to chat with you, dude. Thank you for taking the time for us this morning. What's up, Glenn? Yeah, thank you so much. First of all, um, I don't think AJ told you the truth. I think AJ's still recovering from my dad beating his ass. <laughs> I think that might be the miscommunication. I think he just didn't want to tell his boy Glenn yeah. that he just couldn't make it to the studio. <laughs> yeah, that might have something to do with it. Dude, you know what's really funny, too, is like um, AJ loves now. So, so now that AJ's gotten into wrestling, he's moved out from pro football. He's he's handled it well. He's trying not to be a nerdy fan. Like, and you can beat him up over this. He really is a nerdy fan in his heart of hearts. Yeah. Like, he's a yeah, super absolutely. nerdy fan. So he's trying yeah. to not show that quite as much. His nerdy fandom. The day that he first worked with your dad, he texted us like a schoolgirl, like a schoolgirl, like oh, giddy. My. You're not gonna believe. I just took a famouser from Billy Gunn today, and I was like, bro. I mean. Like it doesn't get a lot better than that. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's. I mean, you definitely. I mean, you have your second generation wrestlers like myself that come into this business and have like grown up around it. Yeah, and that that like meeting someone of that stardom doesn't really phase me. Sure, but of that's course. Just because like right. that's what I was brought into, and I'm not trying to brag or anything. No, but that's, it's that's what just, you know. I get that. That's my norm. That's normal to me. Um. And then you obviously have those situations where you meet those kind of people, and AJ is awesome. I, I mean, I trained with him at 3D, and I, I helped him a little bit kind of just just with little things around the ring, and he taught me stuff, and it's just like it's that, that back and forth, and you meet those people that like kind of get starstruck, and it's, it's cool. It kind of takes me back and, and makes me appreciate what's going on and what I'm going through as well. Because sometimes you get lost in that, and you're like, okay, I'm training, I'm training, I'm yeah. trying to bust my ass to prove myself and blah, blah, blah. And then you, and then you see those, those small little recognitions, and you're like, you know what, yeah, this is, this is really cool. I mean, my dad's Billy Gunn. He's done so much in this business. And, yeah, I, I don't take it for granted at all. And AJ's such a sweet guy. I mean, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, it's just cool to see those little moments so and stuff is, like that. So I'm happy he, 
reached out and that that means that i mean my dad still means something to people and that's just a cool reminder as well so there's so much there that i want to pack first of all let's start with aj because it drives me crazy as you know when like your boys with somebody you try to do everything in your power to um cut them down and to not let them uh, ever be known that they're actually a good person or that they're good at anything they do. So we constantly... No, he's, no, he's, a, piece, he's a piece of trash. Thank you. Thank I hate you. AJ. Thank you. <laughs> God, it's so difficult. I Like, he, he hates this because it's one of the tropes that I've had for years is that everyone who knows him, I tried my damnedest to get them to say something negative about the guy because everybody always wants to talk about him being a nice guy and, like, blah, 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 blah. No, F that guy. F him is how I feel about it. He's <laughs> well, no good. Try- you're trying. You're trying to get somebody to say something that, like, is yeah, the truth. I know. I <laughs> like, know. I know. No. 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 AJ's AJ's cool. I mean, I, I I've only known him for a little bit, but once our, our time at 3D <clears throat> up in a, or down in Kissimmee, because I'm up in Baltimore now. Um, yeah, down in Kissimmee, we had a, a few matches together. We trained together, and I mean, I'm I've always grown up just to tell the truth. Like, no matter how bad it hurts your feelings, especially in this business, there's a lot of people that will blow smoke up your ass. Sure. And I've had it done to me, but I was raised um, by Billy Gunn, so <laughs> I, I don't get that opportunity to go, yeah, I am the best. I am yeah. the best wrestler. Yeah, no, you- it's just I always I always ask for the truth. What After every match I do, whether it's in training, it's just what did I do wrong, not what did I do right. I want to know what I can fix. I don't want you to blow smoke up my ass and say, oh, that was great. And then I, like, I don't learn anything from that. So I always keep it real with everybody, especially in that that 3D school. I mean, I've always kept it real whether it hurts your feelings. And I'm not trying to be mean about it. I just, I, I give them advice on what I've been through. Yep. I never give them advice on what I haven't been through yet because that's just me talking out my ass and i don't do that and, I mean, and I don't genuinely give them advice on stuff i've been through so. I, I can tell you that it's meant a lot to aj and i you know i, I wish he was not uh, currently hanging out with juggalos because he could explain it yeah, more. what but, is he doing so I mean, so he's unbelievable i mean you have one of the most popular wrestlers out there right now on your show and yeah aj's not here real mistake on his part i actually <laughs> i sent a text earlier this week i'm like hey man i think austin gunn's coming on this week and he's like dude that's my boy uh i'm at the gathering of the juggalos <laughs> like, yeah. oh well, well AJ, all right a special message for you thank you don't worry about it we can hold it down we're gonna make it's, it better that you're not that's exactly there, right so. it, it already lot, has man. been there's no really question about it. that he would have brought now it down I know, now i know where his heart lies man now right he he wants to be yeah. out there hanging out with uh, with the uh, people that are throwing hatchets. That's where he yeah. wants to be. Yeah, this that's week. cool, man. Yeah, Drinking Fago. All right. Um, <laughs> so the other one I wanted—I was going to save this for later, but let's do it because we brought it up already. The the best and the worst part about being Billy Gunn's son. Like I, I I'm sure there are plenty of bests, but I'm sure there's also like some worst that maybe people wouldn't think about necessarily um, when it comes to the spotlight. When it comes to you know, living in the shit, whatever it is, the best and the worst parts about being Billy Gunn's son? Um, uh, all right, so I'll start with the best. <clears throat> um, the best are that he doesn't act like Billy Gunn when I'm around him. Um, I mean, he's always separated that life for us, me and Colton, my older brother, and um, he lives in California. But when we were growing up, it was just, if people came up to him, he goes, he would go, hey, hey, are you Billy Gunn? And he'd go, no, not today. I'm with my kids. Wow. And wow. that was, that was, it's just one of those things that's always stuck with me. And that, I mean, 
it just he's always separated time for us, and that's what's most special about it. But I also have him as I always reference this in all my social media and everything, and I, I couldn't say it enough. But I mean, he's he's my dad number one. He's my best friend number two, and then he's my coach number three. And he's always kept that in line and in order my entire life. I mean, he's always been that father figure. Um, and then he's, he's, he was my best friend when we started training and stuff like that. And I, I just started to realize that me and him are the same person. And it's, it's annoying at times, and it's also <laughs> a benefit at times. So, like, we have the same mannerisms. God. We think alike. And then when we're on the road and when I was trying – when he was, like, piggybacking me and kind of taking me to shows and teaching me what it's like and – taking me to signings and bookings and all that stuff, I started to realize, like, we're the same person. So, I mean, that was kind of cool, just being friends with him and all that stuff. And then the benefit of being coach is 24-7 access to someone that's been through it, yep. uh, um, has been through some of the experiences that I'm experiencing right now. Um, and, and that's the cool thing about it. And it all meshes together, and it's great and I can't complain, and he's been so patient, he's been so supportive, and yeah, I can't really gas him up enough, and he's been done so much, he's sacrificed so much for me already, and now it's time for me to do my own thing. The bad part about it, and I wouldn't necessarily call it bad, but it was kind of just, it was kind of a personal thing for me, so I'm someone that doesn't like to piggyback, yep. I'm someone that likes to do something on my own once I know how to do it correctly. And I understand there's a patient or a, there's a time period where I need to be patient and understand. I can't rush the process is what I'm trying to say. So there's some things that I need to go through very slowly and learn how they're done correctly. So then when I'm on my own, I don't make mistakes. Hmm. And um, I think starting off when I was training, I knew I was going to be good at this. I think I just, deep down my entire life, I was just like, I'm going to be good at this, but I need to know how to do this correctly so I don't make mistakes. Um, so the bad thing about it was kind of being in the shadow of the second generation. Like, it's it's what most second, generations, second generation wrestlers go through today is trying to escape that shadow if they want to and, and how can they, right? So take Ric Flair, for example. I mean, Charlotte is just amazing at what she does, but, I mean, she's always going to be known for Ric Flair. No question. Yeah, so, I mean, it's and that's not a negative thing on Charlotte. It's just she's, she's great, and she's trying to pave her own way. But you know who her dad is. So the bad thing is was, was going to events and going to signings and – and my dad's putting me over, and he goes, he goes, all right, put out your eight by tens, put out your shirts. Um, this is how we're going to sell stuff, blah blah blah. And people would come up to him and go, oh, is this your son? Yeah. And in in my mind, I'm going, yeah, I am his son. I know I haven't done anything. I wanted to like convince every fan up there that I'm doing everything that I'm supposed to be doing right now. This is just a, this is just the patient period. Like, See, just give me some, just give me some time. I promise I'm going to prove you guys right. So <laughs> like, that's just me personally, me in my own head going, damn, I want to do my own thing. Like, I, I bro, I hear thing. everything you're talking about. It's everything you're talking about is so fascinating to me, right? Because yeah. I, you'd be stupid 
to not take advantage of the opportunities that you have because of your dad, right? Like, and that's the and that's the counterpoint and, to like, you convincing myself. Exactly, yeah, exactly right. And what you're referring to with Charlotte is crazy because we all have. Charlotte's one of the great performers of this generation, like Absolutely. one of the great so. performers of a generation. But yet, you're right, has never like gotten away from the association with her father. And so, yeah, and that's a very hard shadow to get out from. Oh her. my God! It's and you know, I don't talking, blame her though, right, so I mean, right? But it's 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 an interesting line that you're walking, and like, it, it, dude, the son of a gun thing is so smart and so good. You know what I mean? Like, it's just such a, it, it's a brilliant pro wrestling thing. But yet, I feel where you're coming from, which is yes, I am Billy Gunn's son. I should take advantage of that, but I also. I do want to be Austin Gunn too, right? Like, yeah, but the, the the thing about that is what, what's going to be so hard is, like I said before, we're the same person. Yeah. So we move the same in the ring. We we act the same. My mannerisms are the same when I go out in the ring because not I'm not trying to convince you that I'm Billy Gunn's son. That just comes naturally. I mean, it's it's something that I'll never be able to get away from. But that's a good thing because he's done a lot of great things. So I can't complain that I get a lot of my mannerisms and, and movement from him. Yep. But that that's the cool thing is 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 you're getting the new generation Billy Gunn kind of in a sense. But but I didn't want to go to WWE right off the bat. I didn't want to go to AEW and follow that shadow. I didn't want to be around people that would look at me differently or look at me um as a second generation i don't like being babied i like learning when i'm in wrestling mode i'm in full wrestling mode i like to learn i'm a very visual learner so i'm looking at everybody from level one training to uh veteran training i'm looking at everybody's movements mannerisms uh the way they do certain things so i can pick and choose on what i want to do what's right and what's wrong and i just wanted to go somewhere where the gun name didn't have much value i wanted to go somewhere where i could kind of pave my own way in a sense um be my own person but the the um the second generation i mean like the, when the fans see me at roh they're gonna know right yeah. away that i'm billy gun's son I, mean, <laughs> I can't get away from the full shadow which is um which is i don't want to do i mean the gun name is a respect thing to my father and i think i should keep that legacy going yes kind of in my unique own way yeah you owe it in a way you owe it to him right like in a way you really do owe it he's a beloved um larger than life figure that has meant so much to this business for so long you couldn't go do something and not keep that in mind and understand that that's like the the level that's been set that if you're going to be you know austin gunn you've got to live up to the everything that your father has accomplished in some way i mean it, yeah. it's almost an impossible standard i we could talk about this forever let me make sure i get a plug in future of honor one friday august 16th at mcw arena right here yes it's a cool partnership between mcw and ring of honor to do future of honor one right here in joppa at mcw arena you can go to mcwprowrestling.com right now and find out more about it um, tickets are available for what'll be a great night in just a couple of weeks um, Austin, all this said, you know, like you get, and I, and I want to move to more of what you're doing, but one more just on the moment, yeah, because we, we got yeah, to, no we got to talk to your dad about it, but the moment that you guys got to share together being in the battle Royal in a, <laughs> in one of the biggest events in the history of professional wrestling and in front of a sold out arena of people, 
you got to do something that very few people will ever get to do in having that moment with your father. Absolutely. Can you put yeah. into words what that was like for you? I absolutely can't, but I'm going to try. So, um, so uh, we went on that. Uh, he had a couple shows and signings the that that weekend, and I don't remember the day that All In was on. I think it was a Saturday, maybe. That sounds right. So yeah. Thursday, yeah. So let's just say it was a Saturday. So I went on that trip knowing that I was going to go to a signing on Thursday with him and kind of just try and sell my 8x10s and show face. And that's what I like doing. I That's what I was comfortable with at the time, just being with him and kind of being behind the scenes and seeing how he runs things and stuff like that. Mind you, I've only had like four matches up to this point. So on Friday, he had another show. I, I believe I was in a match that Friday. Um something like that i knew all in was on saturday and i go like in the back of my mind i'm like i would absolutely love to be on that like that would just be so crazy being in the ring with my dad i've always pictured me walking out in front of a fan of more than ten thousand people and in my mind how can i put this in in motion so that was just in the back of my mind i'm trying to stay humble and just not be nagging my dad about it like hey get me on the show get me on the show i wanted it to happen naturally so i mean i didn't say anything about it off uh, the whole weekend so i was doing my thing i was selling my eight by tens and stuff like that friday i had the small show and then and then i kind of in the back of my mind was like you know what let him do his thing this is making history this is this is crazy let me just be here to support him this is unbelievable i'll be surrounded by friends that i know already cody rhodes the young bucks and i'll just see how this works that way when future down the road when I'm in this situation, I know what it's like. So that Saturday morning, um, I, my dad asked me to come into the living room of the hotel and he, he goes, Hey, by the way, you're on the show. And I go, what show? And he goes, the battle Royale. You're in the show with me. I'm going to show you what it's like. You're going to be in there with me. Don't worry about it. I'll protect you. Whatever. Right. And I go, wait, back up a second. I mean, what are you talking about? I was like, the show, Battle Royale, like in front of 11,000 people? What are you talking about? And he goes, yeah, I just texted Cody. I wanted to see what his opinion of it was. If we came out as like the gun club, like second generation, first generation, it'll be a, it'll just be a cool, like history moment for us. So I was like, I was, I was in shock. I was in awe, but deep in my, like in my mind, I was like, oh, I'm ready for this. Let's go. Like, now let's kick it into gear, show everybody what I'm capable of, and let them, um, let me introduce myself to the fans. And this is just a crazy opportunity that most people would never get the opportunity to do. So the show came around, and just, I was so in the zone that day, and it was just hyped up to a 100 because, this was my fifth show I've ever done. It was in front of 11,000 people on TV in Chicago, on pay-per-view, people watching all around the world on different networks because this is competition. This is, um, this is history in the making. This is everything. So I didn't, in the, in the bottom of my heart, I was like, am I ready for this? Do I deserve this? Yeah. But hey, take a deep breath. You know what? You're given an opportunity. 
And that's what this business is made of is opportunities. So take this opportunity, use this as your advantage and ask yourself if some random person that was trying to be on this show and their dad was Billy Gunn, would they say yes? Or would they say, no, I'm not ready for this. I don't deserve it. I'm not going to do the battle Royal. So I said, I'm going to do it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to take this opportunity. So I went out there in front of 11,000 people, and I was just in the zone the entire time. I was listening to everybody in the ring. I was listening to the crowd. I went down there, and I was so excited that I was like, I need to calm down before they ring this bell. So I looked <laughs> over to the crowd. I usually just look to the crowd because if I face them face-to-face, or if I look at them face-to-face, then I feel comfortable. Okay. Um, so I, I just took a scan over the crowd, and I was like, oh, well, this is going to be awesome. Like, they're so excited. I'm excited. Let's show them what I can do. And I look down, and it's John Mayer, front row. <laughs> John Mayer. And I go, and I was like, wait a second. So I kind of popped out of the zone for a little bit, and I go, John Mayer? <laughs> and I said it out loud, and he heard me. He's like, he's like, what's up, man? And I go, dude, John, I'm going to win this battle royal for you, dude. <laughs> in there and do it so i turned around the bell rang i got in the ring and i go this is so surreal so um i mean i showed out and i did what i do and me and my dad had that moment it was just so cool uh that the fans took to me i mean they supported me through the whole thing i mean i got a lot of positive feedback from it and i think i did my little spots well and and did exactly what i needed to do to not only prove myself, but to introduce myself and hold my own um, in in that ring. There was legends in that ring. There were people that had way more experience than me, and I probably was the least experienced in that entire ring. So, I mean, I just wanted to prove myself, and I think I did a good a good yeah. job of doing yeah, that. Yeah, you handled it, it all put, right. Yeah, you, you handled put me it all on the right. Map for a lot of things to come in the future, and um, yeah, I just. I never take that for granted. It's a cool memory that I share with my dad. It's a cool memory to be able to look back at my career maybe later down the road and go, wait, my fifth match was in front of right. history. I mean, right. it was just it was just crazy. But but at the end of the day, would you not take that opportunity if you were given it? It's, I know that I'm getting this opportunity maybe because somebody made some calls, but would you not take it? Nope, and you do everything you can with it, and that's that's absolutely the right way to handle it. And it was, yeah, you know, and when you're given it, show out. Yep, exactly out. right. Prove prove that you deserved it. You know what I mean? And that's exactly. that's the point is that, that you're gonna look back and people are gonna say, right, yeah, Austin Gunn was completely deserving of that opportunity because he kicks ass. He's really good at this. That's the idea. Yeah. So yeah, now that. The, the top Sorry. prospect tournament, right? Like we're talking about yeah. an event. I mean, like it, this is this event is littered with names of some of the biggest stars in all of professional wrestling over the years, right? Like we're talking about a place where like Hanson faced Roe in the final once. Um, yeah. You know, you're talking about the Leo Rushes of the world and all mm-hmm. all sorts of you know Donovan Dijakovic and all yeah. of these guys. To be a part of this thing now, again, still really early on in your career, to have this be the next opportunity you get. But as you bring up, to have it be a place where you can just go, your dad's off doing his own thing. This is yeah. just you being you and getting yeah. the opportunity to do it in a, in a, a prospect tournament that this, that's this significant. Um, how jacked up are you for this? <laughs> um, I think it's a different level of jacked up. It's, a, it's more of a... It's so I had that protection blanket of my dad everywhere I went. So it's kind of like, um, 
I had him overseeing my matches when I was going to indie shows and stuff just to make sure that I was I was making sense when I was putting together a match. I was working people that were safe and stuff like that. So he's always had his hand in my career up to this point. Um, now it's kind of just, it's me paving my own way. It's me proving myself. Um, it's, it's us, the gun club going our separate ways and me being able to be free, do my own thing and prove myself once again, that I deserve to be in this op, this, this situation that I'm going to show out and, and not take these opportunities for granted. So, I mean, I'm ready to go. It's, it's, it, oh, I, I really can't even put it into words. It's, it's, it's something that I'm still figuring out right now as like, as we're speaking, it's like, I'm, I'm up in Baltimore by myself, yeah. training by myself and, and doing things by myself. So I don't, I don't have that other figure or that coach in the back of my, my head going, Hey, don't do this this way. It's me just finding out on my own, failing on my own, learning on my own, and that's exactly what I'm going to do. But when I get in that that top prospect tournament, it's going to be me, myself, and I, and 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 hopefully I'll make it to the finals. And um, I don't know, man. I'm just I'm so ready for it, and I'm just I'm I think I'm more eager to prove to everybody else that I deserve it. Um, I'm more eager to prove to everybody else that. I that I'm ready for it. That yeah. I deserve to be here in the situation, just kind of like the the battle royale. It's kind of I'm getting that same feeling that I need to prove myself. I'm going to prove myself, and I'm going to take this opportunity to do it a hundred percent. Pretty cool too. Like yeah, I know you were here. You know, you did an MCW event, a, a crazy MCW event, by the way, in December. That was huge. Um, you you know you're around with some other guys that are that are you know from this area that are also part of the tournament. Guys like Joe Keys and how much does that help all of you guys that you're sort of all around here as you're getting ready for this? Um, and it's guys you can work with at the dojo and and sort of get ready for this moment together. Um, I think it's special. I think I think we're all trying to to win that tournament. We're all trying to prove ourselves. Um, and we're doing it for different reasons. So I'm a second-generation wrestler trying to prove myself that I deserve to, to be here, that I love this this industry, I love this business, and I fell in love with it the first day my dad kicked my ass for three hours straight. <laughs> um, and ever since, I've just wanted to not only prove to myself that I can do this, but I want to prove to everybody else that I can do this, and I want them to see the same vision that I have and that I've always had my entire life. Um, it comes with different pressures from being a second generation. Oh, is Austin going to suck? Is he going to is he going to blow it, or is he going to show out and be the next the next biggest star in wrestling? So I know that it's the second option that I'm going to be the be- biggest name in wrestling. So that's my goal. That's my vision. That's been my vision. Um, I want to have fun doing this, and I want to prove myself in the process. So. Um, as for the other contestants, they're doing it for other reasons. Yep. They also want to prove themselves, but they're not second generation. They're just, they're, they're so hungry and they're training every day, just like I am. And they're doing the same things that I am. And they're just in there trying to win. It's just, it's kind of just a big, um, mixing pot of like emotions and determination. And we're all coming together for like the battle of the Titans. We're ready to go. And whoever comes out on top, comes out on top 
but I guarantee you I'm not going to take them lightly just because they're not second generation. That's never been um, something that I've done. I always take every opponent as if it's like the rock, like you have to, you can't undermine your opponent. You have to respect them and, and I'm ready to go. I'm ready to prove myself. And if anybody gets in way, my way, then, then that's just how it's going to be. So that's um, awesome, man. That's whoever's awesome. hungry is going to win. So I don't know. And, and a lot of these guys are also going to be at uh, Future of Honor 1 uh, as well at the NCW Arena on August 16th. Yeah. It's going to be a great opportunity to check out some of the – a good number. I mean, it feels like half of the tournament is going to be there that night uh, at the yeah. MCW Arena. Again, mcwprowrestling.com to get your tickets. Uh, Austin, all right, uh, uh, social media. I know on Twitter it's at the Austin Gun. What about yep. uh, Instagram? Same thing for Instagram at the Austin Gun. Excellent. Uh, anywhere like we else we should be plugging T-shirts, anything like that, that you want to get plugs in for? I have uh, my my T-shirts on pro wrestling tees. You just have to search Austin Gun as well. Excellent. Um, I think I have my four designs up there. Um, I'm getting some new ones made. Um, and that's really it for now. I'm just I'm just here trying to um, get my feet under me, trying to train, trying to get ready mentally for this. Um, tournament coming up on the 16th of August, and I'm ready to um, go for the tournament starting in August um, 24th in Atlanta for ROH. That's so, awesome, man. Um, that's really it. I mean, my pro wrestling tees, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram, but yeah, I don't really use Facebook, so everything else is just Twitter and Instagram. That's right. what I'm best at. I know I've already kept you long. I want to get one more in there because I feel like it's an idiotic question that I haven't asked yet. Do you have... Yeah. Do you have a best story from growing up around the business, like from being a child that maybe you saw something that like kids typically wouldn't get to see or want to see? Like, do you have any of those stories from being growing up around the professional wrestling business? Um, I have a few. I mean, just growing up, I've said it before. I just grew up around the biggest names in the business, so that was just very normal to me. But but I had to. It kind of took me back when I was when I used to when it used to come up in conversation with my friends, like, dude, you were hanging out with The Rock. Right. You were hanging out with Stone Cold. You know The Big Show. Right. You know blah, blah, blah. You know blah, blah, blah. You know The Young Bucks. You know Cody, personally. Like, yeah, that that kind of takes me back. And it's kind of just like what we were talking about, AJ, in the beginning of this interview. Yeah. Is, is yeah, it's, you don't realize that stuff. I don't realize that stuff until it's said to me because it's all, it's all normal to me. Um I used to, I used to go backstage. Me and Colton used to go backstage, and The Rock used to let us stone cold stunner him. Jesus. Um, D'Lo Brown used to let me stone cold stunner him. Oh. I mean, just the. I used to run away from Undertaker and Kane because they were so scary. I was growing up with Stacy Keebler and Tori Wilson, so I'm like out of my mind. Um, I mean, just everybody in the business took care of me as I was their son as well. And Dude. that's just cr a crazy thing to me. So it's cool. like we were all one big family and they didn't need to do that to me. They just did it out of respect and because they enjoyed my company as I did theirs. And I didn't understand that they were big stars at the time. I just saw them as like, I saw the rock as, as, someone i was like oh i'm gonna go i'm gonna go beat him up and he like sells for me this is the coolest thing ever dude um so that was cool to me and then i think one of the biggest thing i think my dad at a house show 
um, road dog picked me out of the crowd and my dad grabbed Colton and just walked me up the stage, uh, um, the ramp. So uh, I, I think I was like eight years old at the time. And like we were in his shoulders and stuff, or I was getting carried on road dog's shoulders. And uh, just looking back at the crowd, it was just like, there's like 10,000 people there. So it was, I'm eight years old getting carried out of the crowd. It was just kind of like a cool starstruck moment. Like, that's awesome. Oh, now I'm part of the show. Like, this is crazy. But, um, I don't know. I mean, I have so many stories that are just kind of like normal to me, but, right. but those are always ones that stick out is just me being able to beat up people in the back. That's pretty um, cool, man. That's pretty and, cool. Uh, get taken up the ramp. So. It doesn't get much better than that. Uh, Austin, man, we're rooting like hell for you, man. Uh, we're happy for you. It's, it's cool how this is, uh, you know, this connection that's been established with your family and AJ, and it's uh, it's awesome to see. We appreciate you taking care of him as well, man. Um, yeah. Congratulations on everything. Thank you for taking the time. Let's do this again real soon as you get through this uh, the prospect tournament. We're going to be checking Absolutely. in with you, all right? Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, AJ, thank you so much for being here and being supportive of your boy. Um, I appreciate it. Oh, wait, you're not here. You're at a festival or something. Uh, that's ridiculous. Whatever. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, uh, Glenn, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Weird hodgepodge of a show. Appreciate Austin Gunn. He kicked ass, and thankfully AJ wasn't there to uh, ruin that because he was a really great interview, and AJ would have only made it worse, uh, as he does everything else, as we all know. Um, Brandon probably feels stupid because like moments after we recorded segment two of this week's show, AEW announced another match that had all of their stars in it for that first show in DC. That's not on Brandon. He didn't know at the time at which we recorded it. So I appreciate you guys sticking with us. We wanted to make sure we got a show for you this week since we missed last week. And so we made it work, passed it through for Aaron Oster, for Brandon Linton and for the main event, vent. Vent, 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 vent. AJ Francis, I'm Glenn Clark. This has been Jobbing Out. Yeah.